Blog Talk Radio. Set 
set it off. Rock him, set it off. Rock him, set it off. Set it off.
Searching for black Jesus. Oh, yeah. Black Boy, Jews and shit, you know what I mean? Back Straight to Jehovah Witness. No Islamic. No doubt. No matter me. I'm a thug. Thug. Pray black, black Jesus. All that shit. Young Gaddafi and his bitch. That's all, nigga. I do my shootings on the knob. Praying to God for my squad. Stuck in a nightmare. Hoping he might care. Though times is hard. Up against all odds. I play my cards like I'm jailing. Shots hitting up my spot like midnight rain. Got me bailing the sack more green guys. Ain't trying to be trapped on no blocks. Laying no rocks like bean pies. Brainstorm on the beginning. Wonder how shit like the Quran and the Bible was written. with his religion? God's words all curse like crack. Shake time's way of getting this back. For just another one of my black Jesus tracks. Who's got the heart to stand beside me? I feel my enemies creeping up and silent. The 
pray to. We need your help, y'all. And, and researching and, and you're looking into it, like really paying attention to it, 
starting to get real ridiculous, man. And these people are steady of getting off. And I just don't understand it. And oh man, I can't I can't wait to throw some of this stuff on you tonight. What's your thoughts on that, my man Scotty? What's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, man, there's corruption everywhere around, man. And so like just seen last just seen this morning there was another murder up in Ottawa. A couple hours away, you know, tenth on the side of the year. I mean, you know, shit's in the fan everywhere. There's got to be justice, peace, all around the world. But more in the states with all the corruption down there, you know, like we got off the air uh, two nights ago, and then you know there was story after story after story after story of just more corruption that kept happening and that was happening when we were doing our show so i mean crazy business man it's a crazy business you know sitting up here today and i'm looking at a story man you know that that's just amazing to me man i mean i mean it, i mean i look at the stories and i think to myself this stuff couldn't really be happening like this. There's just no way in the world that this crazy shit can be happening this way and, uh, you know, having it, having it happen and continues to happen. Let me give you an example of some wild shit that I saw online today. It says, you know, white police officer tells why they think they keep killing black people and get this one. The Bible uses the Bible specifically to explain himself through the chapters in Exodus. Now this is this is a cop, and he's saying that that this this part of of uh, God's plan that we get killed. He said they became even more cruel. And hold on, let me let me start up here at the top. It says Chicago police officer explains why cops killing keep killing black people. He used the book of Exodus, the first cha- in the first chapter, to break down how America keeps destroying blacks and black continue to uh, and blacks continue to rise. He said the video was very profound. He used Pharaoh uh, and how he was afraid of black Hebrew slaves. He said in order to maintain their oppression, he put upon them great labor or slavery. He put their cruelty on them and, and they continue to rise. He said it's that the Pharaoh ordered the midwives to kill Hebrew boys and when uh, and were uh, born, but of course the women didn't follow through on the demands. He said the Pharaoh became so hateful, you know, of the Hebrews that you know he put out a decree to kill all male baby boys, Hebrew slaves, cast them into the Nile River. He then said, "Look at America. We brought blacks into this country as slaves, and never intended them to be anything but slaves. But they began to grow in numbers and power." And he said then. He said they became more cruel, and to keep our black Americans down, they lynched, but they still rose. And again, they used the welfare uh, system and criminal justice system to control and detain them, but yet they rose. They built prisons and jails, yet they rose. So now they're doing what the Pharaoh did at the end, sending the decree out to kill them. Now, I don't even want to read the rest of this, but I'm thinking in my mind, how many more jackasses do you have running around that would actually use the Bible and what's going on and what was said in the Bible about, again, slavery, which has never been meant for any man to be anyone's beast of birth because 
I believe that God is a merciful God, and he would never be that cruel to have one people or another be that way. I mean, if anything, it was the other way around. The pharaohs, and it shows back in Africa, it shows that the Africans were part of the, the, the first tribes of the world, actually educated uh, people as they came out of the caves on proper hygiene, on proper, you know, ways to, to think and function. And it gets deeper than that. That's another show, and that's the one that we got to go into is the history of how we got here. But to have a modern-day cop in 2016 use the holy word in such a surreptitious manner, you, in my opinion, you'd have to be a Satanist or a sadistic to have that type of mentality. My question is, how many more people we got out here that actually are thinking like this person's thinking? And I'm hoping not many because, you know, this guy, this guy right here saying this stuff about the Bible almost gives you a feeling that abortion is a good thing and maybe somebody missed one. There's no way in the world that you use the Bible in that context and in that way and then justify the slaughter that's going on. Basically, they're saying what we've always felt, and that's that, you know, the question was asked of D.L. Hughley if they thought that whites were inherently evil. And if you listen to all white people, but they thought like this, you would believe that that would be the truth. But I think this is just one of a small minority of people that feel that way. But how do you guys feel about someone justifying the treatment of our people? And this, it, again, blurred blue lines. This guy is heavily blurred. I think he's, he's dizzy and going blind right now. His vision is worse than, than, than Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder's ever was. So he's blind about the brain and his conscious and everything. What do you guys think about what you just heard? Well, man, I mean, if you ask me, if you're using religion to try to justify what you're doing, which is wrong, I mean, in the Bible they do say that you're going to be cursed to slavery, brought away on and um, a lot of other stuff. I mean, if you're using the Bible to say that this is God's word, that, that this is what we're going to do, it's nowhere in the world that Jesus or God going to go and get anybody to take out the whole race of his people. Like we are made in his image. So we look like him. That that that, that um in the Bible I can't I can't quote the, the scripture right now, but when it's saying how uh, how God looked in, in in the Bible, you know, uh bronze bronze, copper bronze skin. Uh, hair like hair like sheep wool, white hair, red eyes. I mean, you can't get a, a, a copper tone out of a pale white skin. So, I mean, to just to try to use that nails, man. I think this, I think it's sickening. But believe it or not, you would probably get more of a following to get people to agree with that, just to try to make it seem like it's okay what they do. We all know that the Lord is not going to do that. But, I mean, they got fake prophets. They're going to have fake messiahs. They're going to have all of them. So, I mean, this is just the guy that's looking for a reason to uh, try to justify what he's doing, and he's going to try to go through it through religion. And, I mean, the people are going to believe that religion and believe that that's part of the religion when they're looking at the whole total opposite thing because, 
I think when you do senseless crimes, I mean, even kill people, period, God looks at that in a bad eye. God should not kill. I mean, so it doesn't matter if you did and you think you're doing the right thing. You still upset God in his eye. And, I mean, we do have a forgetful, but we do have a, a, a God that, you know, he gives us mercy. But, I mean, when you do certain things, I mean, some some things you can give forgiven for, but, I mean, you're going to have to have them sooner or later, Brother Neil. They seem, they seem to be watching too many mind warp videos before they go out into the field. You know, and, well, the Bible over the years has been changed so much, so who's really seeing what the real Bible was meant to say to the world? You know what I mean? They've changed words, they've rewritten it, they've changed things, they've put out different, and it always changes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They do write it. They do write different versions. You have your student study. You have your New Testament. You have your King James Version. You have your... That's the one everybody should look at, but I mean, with the King James Version as well, that even got altered a little bit to make it change. You know what I mean? The King James Version is probably the best version to look at. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at that, that's according to King James. And according to King James, that picture of the white Jesus is supposed to be Jesus, which is somebody, Michael a cousin of somebody, but, I mean, according to King James, that's the picture, and that's not what's described as him in the in the, uh, the Bible. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the King James version is what King James put in there. I think that you should revert back to the old Therefore, the new is late. But like, yeah, but that's locked in a vault, right? So you know what I mean. Only the body can have that somewhere that they don't want to show anybody because they know the truth will come out. Yeah, they don't want the that's truth. That's why they don't want out. to show it. That's why they try to hide everything. You know what I mean? They're trying to hide everything. They're not like when they find a piece of artifact that's really special, where does it go? It gets locked up in the Vatican, you know what I mean? But there's some things that it's probably hidden that nobody knows about that we can't see except the, you know, the peers on the pulp, fake clowns. Corrupting the system. To use such an honorable text to say the things that this guy is saying, um, it's, it, it just goes beyond my words to be able to actually express it. I'm using a couple of good words now, but it goes beyond my comprehension. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it, it goes beyond my comprehension. I mean, to use the Bible as an excuse, that is not only the most flawed behavior behavioral pattern of thinking. But imagine with his father and say, it's almost like a pyramid. His father and, and, and his brother and his friends and his relatives and their friends and their friends and their kids that inherently believe that because of the melanin in your skin or the lack thereof, 
that you are somehow differentiated as a heathen while they're honest. And, and, and one of the first tenements of the commandment says, thou shalt not kill, but you're saying that you have the right to murder based upon, 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 upon the pharaohs. When you were not of the pharaohs, the pharaohs were of African descent. So no fact that the, the pharaohs were of African descent. And see, what happens is when you go into Egypt, and over here they call it grave robbing. When you go in and remove somebody's body, and when you go in and take their, their, their jewels and their money and stuff, and you take their their their, uh, their history from them like that, it's called grave robbing over here. But you but you leave here and go to England or, you know, Australia or someplace else, or hell, even just from America. And you go over to Egypt, they call it archaeology if you go in and you dig up someone else's bones and someone else's stuff. It's a known fact that King Tutankhamun, King Tutankhamun, was was a uh, his, 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 they, they say it's a curse upon the world and upon everything if his uh, sarcophagus was removed and ever opened up. And many of the other kings and pharaohs that were blended, you know, from from the most the higher, the higher up you go in, in, in elevation, from the United States, whether it's a southern brother to a brother up north to the tip of Africa down to Cape Horn, I mean, down at the, in, a, in what is now known as South Africa, the Soweto in those areas, the farther up north you go, the lighter the people become because of the climate change and the hotter the temperatures and everything and the way they, they broil. Even all the countries that you may call Egypt or you might call you know, uh, uh, Syria, all these other countries, these are all Africanized countries. Everything everything south of the Mediterranean Sea was all Africanized. And all of those cats, even if they were lightened in skin, those were pharaohs that were clear. Pato was, 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 was of African descent. But somehow, because Liz Taylor played the role of, 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 of Cleopatra, people honestly believe what they see on television and in a movie. And it's a shame that they can't differentiate fact from reality. So you end up believing the stuff you see on TV. But to use the Bible in such a way is just amazing. And to take life, like D.L. Hughley phrased it, we're getting killed out here. We're being murdered. We're being separated from our families. We're being warehoused in jail. Yeah, we know this is happening, but... Hey, you can't say but if I tell you I just told you that my people are being killed on a regular basis, you can't you can't precursor that or or, or, or add a conjunction of action to that and uh, and but if and when those are conjunctions. Those words are ties words together. And you're using a conjunctive property to say that, yeah, but this is the reason why you cannot do that. And that makes sense. I can't believe this guy used that Bible like that. This is a police officer in Chicago where my people are being murdered on the day. They use, they use that. And there are so many cops around the country, part of these unions. When Eric Gardner got choked out in New York, they were sending texts around the country and different officers from California to Hawaii to back here and even over in some places over in Europe. They were you know, calling this guy all kind of fat pigs and swaps and and, and, you know, fuck niggas and all this kind of stuff like this. And they were all saying this, this stuff. And there's this whole mentality which creates these blurred lines that we're talking about tonight. Go ahead. 
most things they want you to see is like you know in the movies and that they want you to be corrupted they want you they want to brainwash it they want you to see all that crap to make your friggin lives blurred lines you know what i mean because everything's been corrupt for so long they just keep keep building on the corruption oh yeah let's feed them this crap oh this and this and then behind it all there's a hidden there's a hidden agenda behind it all there's a hidden message behind it all you have to look in deep and find it. But it's not right what anybody's doing, you know what I mean? I watch it. I listen to the Hagman Hagman report all the time, and they're saying the black lives, like the black male body parts, are worth more on the human market. And that's why they're trying to kill a lot of blacks, too, because they're worth so much on the open market for Oregon parts, which is ridiculous. What has to be understood and comprehended before I take this call, what has to be understood and comprehended by the, by the, by the uh, population at large and the alleged dominant society is what I call them, uh, it's, you have to understand that Black Lives Matter is not a terror organization, and you need to quit calling it that because that's not what it is. It's, a, it's an apparatus that's in place because, we, I, I said it the other night, when you think of how many people were killed and murdered and maimed and, and, and snuffed, just snuffed out before they came along and no one said anything, all those years meant that, you know, nothing was ever going to be said. And who are they to say that we don't have the right to speak up for what is, is, is not just a fantasy, but what is actually our lives? That's why it's in place. Well, it keeps going. Go for us ahead, though. I'm bad for you. Know, it's getting you worse and worse and worse. Everyone wants to be the leader, but when you see them, they're chilling their white beaters, eating wieners. I'm a maniac. I'll attack. I used to chill with Tupac, and that's a fact. I'll take it back to your back. Time to play the game. I'm going insane. I'll eat your brain. Chew on your veins like Hannibal Lecter. Spray you down with a disinfector. I'm a home wrecker. You play checkers. I play chess. Now it's time to lay your fucking king ass down to the rest. Beta Valley Music Group, the world's best. Yeah. Try to come dancing because you'll get disrespected by the whole fucking set. Fucking crazy up here. 289, where are you calling from? Oh, hey, it's Niagara Falls, man. Scotty Max, boy, JM. James Marshall. Oh, man. Well, I just wanted to give you guys a big shout out. <laughs> Always, James. <laughs> big shout out, man. Like the, like the yeah, thanks for calling in from Niagara Falls. I like your group. 
Peace out, man. Thanks for for answering my call, man. Talk yeah, to you later. Anytime. <laughs> Peace out. Well, that brother came in with the heat right there, man. <laughs> I like that. Man, oh, man. Scotty Mac bringing in the Fader Valley Music Group to, to hit us up with one right quick. See, are you still out there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here, man. I'm I'm just sitting here, man. I, um... I looked at the website a little bit early, and I ran across today out here in Beaumont, man. They had a, a rally ride for the blues, which means they had a whole bunch of bikers and a whole bunch of people from the Jeep community, a whole bunch of people that's like in this Jeep community thing. And they rode around uh, several local police departments today uh, praying for cops and uh, Blue Lives Matter. And... That's cool. That's cool how they did it. But here's the problem. For them to say that they're going to go and ride around to different police stations and pray, you should have seen the people that was out there to support that, and it was ridiculous. I'm not saying that they did anything bad. What I'm saying is the support was ridiculous. If we can just pull people and say, hey, we want to have a rally for Black Lives Matter, and people would come together like that. It would be way more peaceful, and I think that people would be able to get a chance to just listen and see what we're talking about. Some people don't even want to hear us talk, bro, because they think that what's coming out of our mouth is gibberish, is gangster, uh, uh, nonsense, uh, ignorance. Like we don't have a brain, but in reality, we are some of the we are some of the uh, most uh, intelligent and most important people in the world. Not not in the not um in California Craig, but the whole world, you know? So when we think about, you know, uh when I'm looking at stuff like this, man, and I mean the news out there supporting them, um, like you get back to get to do that. They gave a platform for them to say, Okay, we just gonna run around, go to different police stations and pray for these people. My main thing is, man, if we can just get together and say, you know, we're going to go and have us a visual or something like that, how many people is willing to come out? How many people is actually willing to to, to pound the payment? How many people is actually willing to come out and, and voice their concerns on what they think about what's going on? We talk about it. We say we want to do it. We say we're going to do it. But in reality, tomorrow morning, when it's Monday, Half of us going back to work and do the normal routine. So, I mean. There's going to be more platforms like this, I think, to speak on it, too, because uh, it would be a lot easier and more conscious. Because, I mean, every time there's something goes on, they create, like, a diversion or they create something to make it worse, you know, than it really is. Like, they have to make it better for the people. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I'm saying, and that's why I was saying a little bit earlier, Scott, is that if in their mind, if they're not thinking they're doing anything wrong, then they're not seeing no wrongdoing. They think this is how it's supposed to be. They think that it's still like that. And it's not like that, but these folks have been programmed this in their mind to where it doesn't matter. Look, man, we can come out there and uh, and say 
we shall overcome and march and march till everybody break their feet. And I guarantee you, that will not change their mind. They yeah. won't change their mind on how they think. No, I agree, man. Like you said the other night, like when they do a crime or something, they got 30 days where they don't even have to talk. Like if they kill somebody, you know, on their job, they got 30 days where they don't have to talk. Make up some I'll bullshit get, story, story and then together. ride with it, and then it seems like they're all getting. Yeah, that's what I say. I say they got time to get their stories together. What really irks me and bothers me more than anything is something you were talking about earlier, and you just mentioned a moment ago about our own support. We have different branches of BLM, Black Lives Matter, all over the country, and there becomes this thing of internal strife where one is worried about how it's going to be pushed out there, how the information is going to be delivered, who will lead the whole nine. You can't have internal fighting. That's the problem we have as, as people. I'm just going to be 100. Like I said, it's 100 radio, and that's why, you know, some people, it's, it's adult language and, and stuff like that, and it's 100. But from the standpoint of just common sense, 100 to me, when we sit up and we are divisive with each other, it's a beautiful thing that Crimson Bloods have been able to come together and unite under one cause. But I've never, ever been able to see why we were at war with each other in the first place. But this is what happens when Jim Crowism and cronyism and what you just spoke of a little while ago and the minimalization of Black Lives Matter with this all lives matter shit, which we know that's bullshit. Blue Lives Matter and all lives matter is tr- it's just a translation for and, and that should be you know not included, but it's inclusive of it's germane to fuck what Black Lives Matter is saying. And the whole thing is is that as long as they keep the mentality going that only their words and only their power means something, it's gonna be problematic. We this is you know, this is like Curtis Blow said, this ain't eighteen twenty three, ain't even nineteen seventy. This ain't that time no more. And everybody has the right to speak up for what bothers them or what ails them or what ails them. When you have to be worried is when people stop talking and start doing the stuff that we saw in Dallas or doing the stuff that you saw down in New Orleans. You actually are going to want, and it's a good strategy to actually know if you think there's something scandalous, to allow people to air themselves so you know where they're coming from. And if you're not getting the message, the message that's been going on, right now you have a few renegades, you're always going to have those. But what's going on is they're trying to tell you that if we do not talk about this, if we do not, you know, come to a, some kind of consensus about what's going on, then it's going to be huge and big problems. And people are going to start going out and attacking people. Both of the shooters were both soldiers that went overseas and fought, and you taught these guys how to kill another human being. You train them to kill another human being. I'm an ex-marine. You train me the same way. You train me to kill an enemy. You train me to have an enemy. So when they come home, especially the last two guys, both had post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a common thing that's known, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, it's the PTSD, I'm sorry. You're going to have some people that are going to come back that are going to be a little bit loose-wired, and you're going to have the problem. So 
So, so when you have your own people and they're going against each other within the Black Lives Movement and worrying about what the funding is, who's going to be a leadership, we're all leaders. So we all have an individual voice for what's, what's the lead. But we have to stay focused on the problem. And this is what I'm saying. I'm glad Rips and Bloods came together. But we shouldn't have to come together only when there's strife and a problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, 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 let me let me add on to what you're saying, Brother Neil. Because that makes a lot of sense when you said that those guys that did that ex-military. Now, we all know, and you just admitted that they showed you survival skills and showed you how to kill people. But it was all for their benefit. They weren't showing you how to survive if you needed to do something. That was just for their benefit, for the military's benefit. So if you did something that wasn't in the liking or in or in the action for the military, well, then that's when you'll get a AWOL or a post-traumatic stress disorder or, 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 or some kind of thing they'll say you to give you to try to discredit what you're doing. But to ask you a question, you know, we, yeah. we, we, me and you, me and you are a part of a, a of a group that's um, on Facebook online, and we've been a part of that group for some years. That's where I actually met you at. And I just want to bring up one thing, and it's only one thing: is, is uh, the passion. Now, you know how many times that we had shows, bro, and got on that phone and argued, and it's, but we was expressing passion for our team, and we dedicate that test and be that passionate about the Black Lives Matter movement or any other anti-racial movement, period. You know when uh, when the, uh, the, the the tragedy happened in Orlando with the gays, well, when it, when, I, when it went on and got viral and made the news, you seen the colorful rainbow flags everywhere, bro. And this was showing that the people were being passionate for the folks that love their lives. Now, if the if the world or the United States can come together, that same thing with what happened in Paris or in France. Everybody went straight showing support for, for France and showing support for everybody else. But we not we have I haven't seen France post any Black Lives Matter or anything concerning these cop killings. This is what I'm saying about us not having the passion. We can have the passion to argue three and four hours back and forth about how good my team is and how bad your team is and who sucked this and who bad at that. We can go back and forth all night long because we didn't did it before. But that's showing passion about your team, something that you like. If we can show passion the same way that we can do about our professional team, I think we would have a different outlook. But Everybody has to be on the same page. Right. I think, I think it's simple, too, though. If people are killing people. Lock them away for life, you know what I mean? Everybody has a life, and if you kill somebody else's life, you're gone. Like, there's no coming back. Just throw you away. Because, I mean, like, it's getting out of control everywhere, you know what I mean? They know right from wrong, man. They're told right from wrong as a kid. Some take a little longer than to learn than others. But everybody knows if you kill somebody, you know what I mean, you go away. But, I mean, a lot of these people are just treating it like it's a big joke. But, I mean, there should be an order in place that they set it up like that so 
if you do something stupid, you pay for it for the rest of your life until you die, you don't come out. Yeah. Now, you know, again, what bothers me is that Lincoln made the speech. Lincoln made the speech somewhere between 85 and 87 years after the Constitution was put out. He said 40 score and seven years ago, this, that, and the third, and for a more perfect nation, and all that other stuff, the Constitution says, he said they have the Constitution. According to the doctrine of the Constitution, it said that all men were created equal. All men are created equal. Well, we know that, so that, that doctrine for 85 to 87 years was not living out the fulfillment of what it said because we were slaves when you made the doctrine up. We were slaves after you got this country together, and we were slaves up until Lincoln made that speech. And in the years, they still violated all the, the, the rules and everything else up underneath that. What happens today, however, is we retrofit to that, that idea, that thinking to today. We have too many of us, and when I say us, I mean black folks, that if it's not about sports, you have a very valid point, there, uh, uh, if you will, is that a lot of folks, if it's something that's important, if it's something that's serious, if it's something that can actually means your life is something you can benefit from as a way to approach dealing with these these, these cops, because I'm going to say out what be 100 about it. It's not every policeman that goes out there. It's not the brother that got shot by the brother that came from Kansas. It's not the other guys that want to go home and see their families every night. I've done security. I've been in the military, so I've been part of a, a, a you know a couple of different types of militia-style forces, and I've been part of that, and I wanted to come home every night, too. But they, it's like they say about that one bad apple that can fuck up the whole bushel of apples. You get you get maybe, in, in, in my view, in looking at this thing, it, it's, it's probably about, honestly, 70-30. But that number 30, rather than being 10, 30% of law enforcement out here is jumped to hell on this first and ask questions later. Well, people say, well, Fossey, how can you make that statement? Nils, how can you make that statement? How can you say that about a police force when they go out here doing this, that, and the third for us? Because there are enough of you people from coast to coast, east, northwest, south, and northwest and southwest and southeast and southwest, up and down the Mississippi and the Missouri and back across the, you know, I-80 all the way across the, the country and I-10, all I-40, all the way across the country that says you fear my people. You fear my people because of the dirty bullshit that happened to us in history in this country. That's where your natural fear is coming from. You hear all the talk of these other extremists, you know, the KKK and, 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 and white supremacists and skinheads and stuff, talking about once again enjoying Donald Trump's stamp, talking about taking the country back and making America great. America was always great. Nowadays it's very good, but it's not great because you're not respecting everybody's work. You're sitting up and you're, take, you're taking uh, and, and, and putting, you know, the rainbow flag and the homosexual thing out there, and you're taking a whole all-star game away from Michael Jordan's of the people down there, and you're marching all the way through with these flags and want everybody to support what you do. And, and, and it's a known fact that I just believe, so far as the homosexual thing is concerned, you have the right to be and deal with whoever you want to deal with. But when you start making it an issue, we can always 
detail the issues that affect white America and the ones that affect affect black America because if it's a basic white issue, you champion that. Now, there, of course, yes, there are African Americans, Hispanics, and everybody else that are homosexuals too. But I'm just saying, when you think in view of things that you guys think are important, when you sit up here and and and, and the NBA went up against Donald Sterling for being racist, right? And and, and you and you and you and you touted the, the homosexual stuff that's going on with the bathrooms of Carolina and restricting states and getting involved, you know, federal government getting involved, which is supposed to leave states sovereign to see now, but you say you're supposed to, you get behind that, you champion the hell out of that. But just you, you, you then turn around on the other hand and you say because uh cops do things in a lot of cases unimpugned, unheld up, unabated, and you say that it's okay if they do what they're doing because they have to do their job. In other words, what you're telling me is my statements, what I say, how I feel, how it affects me, because if it affects me, it's going to affect you. And just like you have extremists on your side, there's extremists in here that are going to take action rather than sit and talk to you about it. You have to look at everything and everything that's going on within its entirety and why people feel the way that they do. Because you either talk to people or you have problems. You're taught as a child that you have to learn to communicate because lack of communication always leads to devastation. And you're, you're sitting up here fighting and, 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 and fighting and trying to suspend women in the WNBA for standing up for their conscience. You hired them because of their character, but you want to give them a fine and suspend them based on what's going on. And then when he stood and said, okay, then we'll just boycott. Oh, okay, we'll remove the fines and everything. Because you were worried about your bottom line. You didn't care about whether or not they were speaking up for something that was of their conscience. You hired them because of their conscience, because of their character, and their basketball playing skills. But as soon as they stand up and do the first thing, one of the first uh, uh, amendments to the Constitution or the Bill of Rights is the right to free speech, it's free for some but not free for everybody. That's why you have this problem. And no, not all of these cops are heroes. Quit calling them that. And if, and if they've done something wrong, you don't put them on a, an extra paid vacation. You sit them sideways, and you don't pay them until you figure out what's going on. Because after you find it Brother many Neil. times, that, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go I'll wait. Go ahead and finish. No, that, I, was, I was coming to the end of it, but that's why you're finding that you have these problems, because it's a known fact that you keep on finding that there's lies being told, there's people spending, you know, football numbers in jail behind a lie, that the, the, the five brothers that you accused of, of the rape over in Central Park, you found that they were innocent 25 years later. Man, we're all human beings, and yes, there is a fear factor, but that fear is tied to something else. And if you're too scared to do the job effectively, perhaps you need to go ahead and go find something else to do. That's all I got. Well, Brother Nels, let me touch on something and just add on to what you were saying. When you hit, you hit a, you made a valid point, man. When you spoke on the WNBA, now when the WN, when the thing happened in Orlando, the WNBA players went out. They all supported the gay, the gay rights, and uh, had the flag shirts on, and they got applauded for that. Well, we know that a large majority of those basketball players. Involved in the WNBA are gay, so I think that they got applauded for that because they were already there. So to me, they were stepping up, speaking for something that they were a part of. But 
If, if I'm not mistaken, is it 90% of the WNBA players black? So if you congratulate them and give them big ups for winning something considered for the gays, but when they want to be black and hold up something for their own people, you want to make you want to make a mockery of it. You want to make them. We gonna find y'all for putting that on. You know, we 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 gonna applaud y'all for wearing the gay flag. But since y'all black and y'all want to say, you know, uh, uh, all black lives black lives matter. I mean, we gonna find y'all for that. We gonna make sure we gonna hit y'all in y'all pockets. We gonna make sure you gonna think about that before you wear it again. And that that was one thing I wanted to hit on that. Now another thing I wanted to hit on was the Black Lives Matter, the Blue Lives Matter, the the, the White Lives, the Red Lives, all yellow, every life. If you look into the main thing, what they all got in common is a color, the color. So if they're saying uh, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, to me, you're separating two different colors. So you're still putting colors against each other. Now, if it was black against white, remember? I remember they used to say we had a saying out here, black against white. With a black uh, uh with a white against you, thinking you black and blue. Now, I don't know if you ever heard of that. I'm a beat to take you black and blue, but that's bruised yeah. real bad and black eyes and bruised real bad. So they was both considering black and blue the same thing if you ask me. But then all of a sudden now is the separation of the color, which gives me another reason to say, all right, well, if you're against the black, well, then damn the blue too. Because we, we black. We can't say, I can't say blue lives matter. Yeah, blue lives do matter, but I'm black. And to me, black lives matter more. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if we look at the bigger picture, it's still a racial divide. Even if you can solve the situation with some white folks, they're going to still find a reason to have some kind of hatred towards us. And, hey, man, look here. I'm walking down the street a few years ago. I'm coming from the basketball gym. I'm walking down the street, and this one really made me feel like really damn the white folks. And it's not really damn all of them, but the racist ones. I'm walking down the street coming from the head uh, home. I'm tired. And I'm not bothering nobody, man. A truck with like three white guys passed by. One of the dudes hollered, nigga, before they even got to me. When the dude got on the side of me, he spit a fucking loogie on me, dog. That pissed me off so fucking bad Because I didn't bother nobody Man, I just was walking down the street But in their mind They felt, oh, look that nigga let, 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 let's, let's, let's mess with him And in their mind, that's, that was cool for them to do It was cool for him to spit on me It was cool for them to call me niggas And, and I wasn't bothering nobody But, I'm just saying If I would have had a gun On me, coming from that gym I probably would have shot the shit out that truck not because I was racist, but because you did like you like a spit in the face, man. God damn, like you, that's a drag. Like you really, man. You put me under the rug with that. You know what I'm saying? And to, and to do it to well, now I'm hopeless. I can't do nothing about it. I gotta just.
wipe this loogie off me. And, you know, I chased that truck down the street. Now, those guys would have jumped out the truck and the three of them and me by myself. I would have found something to try to fight those dudes. They probably would have got hurt bad or even killed. But I was so angry that they did that to me. I was pissed off. Now, if it would have been a Mexican did it, I would have been mad. Even if it would have been some brothers did it, I would have been mad. But due to the fact that it was just some white people that that kicked me, somebody that wasn't bothering nobody, and that's just how easy it was back in the days, man. You walking down the street, my auntie told me that you would get in trouble for walking down the street if you holding hands with your sibling and the white people coming down the sidewalk, you better let your hands go and let them white folks walk between you. Now, this is something that these kids were being taught this back in the days. This is before I was born. So this is the 60s. This is the 50s and the 60s that, that, that they were being taught that way, that they better let their hands go to let these folks walk through, which, which to me, as a child, you're making me think that these folks are more important than me. That they're, that they, and then in reality, they're walking in between you, but they don't have enough respect to walk around you. So if they really told you how they feel, you would really feel more crazy and probably would want to choke their ass instead of just moving and let them walk between But I'm just saying, I'm just saying I hope that I don't think that the world has too long to be around to where we can keep dealing with this gibberish. Because when we are fighting amongst each other on the inside, man, we we really weak. We really weak to the world because the world see us have a turmoil on the inside. Now, how are we gonna be the super badasses? Because we, we're our military. We're the biggest bullies in the world. Yeah, we the like, bullies. Like their incidents would happen, you know, it's like straight disrespectful. It's like a, it's a like a, a mental illness that these white people have that they can't respect you for who you are. You know what I mean? Just doing that, not even knowing you from a hole in the ground. And just being disrespectful like that, like that's a white, that's a mental illness in white people that you, uh, that I've seen all the time. Because uh, I can kind of sense that on somebody. You know, when I'm wearing a Tupac shirt and you get eyes, evil eyes rolling at you because you're wearing a Tupac shirt from a white person, I can sense racism from far away. Being even a white person, knowing that they, you know what I mean, just giving you a dirty look for something that's. Not right, you know, they're judging a book by its cover and just acting out of ignorance. That's a straight mental illness on these people. I really don't think they can help being how they are. I really think that, you know, when you get people that are asleep mentally, and their whole thing they've taught all their lives. It's, it's like it's like being raised, man, to love the Giants, or, or love or love the Maple Leafs, or or for me, one of maybe sixteen sports in Chicago, soccer, hockey, the whole nine yards. Because that's what my yeah, I never cheer for the Leafs, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but 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 I mean, it's one of those kind of things where you know you're taught these things. And it's it's almost like being hypnotized because you would support things that, like you were saying earlier, mom and dad, uh, a mom would would have taught you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I grew up in a single parent home at 13, 
and and you know, like I told you guys the other day, Pops was was uh, was ninety, would have been ninety yesterday. So, you know, we they taught us things. Some stuff we picked up on when we was young. A lot of stuff we took it as the gospel because you know, mom mom's not gonna lie to you. She's gonna tell you, give it to you. You're gonna believe that. A lot of children. I mean, my my wife works in a uh, children's hospital. One of the greatest, but one of the best children's hospitals in the country, up there in Portland. And you get three and four years old children asking her, "What are you doing in here, nigger?" These are children that are three and four years old. And the point, what I'm trying to say, is that the indoctrination and, and the dichotomy or makeup of these people that come at you with some of the stuff they come at you with. And then they grow up and become police officers, lawyers, judges, teachers, people that with the that, same that are in position. They're, they're, in the, hold on, they're in a position of trust and respect, and they take that that trust and respect, and it, it is as evil, and it is as hurtful, and it is as troublesome, and it is as 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 infuriating as a priest or a preacher that's put in that 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 that. That position of trust and respect that would rape a child or do something crazy like that. It's an indoctrination that children and people grow up with. Now, is it right? Absolutely not. But you have to. You have to almost sometimes. It's like watching, you know, a game on a big screen versus a small television. You have a small set, six-inch TV on your phone or whatever in front of you, watching a, a sports event that happened. In my case, you turn on the 92-inch, and you're sitting up there watching the game with the players that are as big as you are, and you get a broader spectrum of what's going on. We as a people have to start looking at things as they process their entirety and not just for what we, we uh, you know, think it is. In other words, we have to study pragmatism. The definition of pragmatism, of course, is where you're pragmatic. means that you view things how they actually are not what you think that they should be. So you're living things in the actual and factual and not in what you perceive to be. And that's how these people grow up, and this is what they, they're taught, and this is what they're seeing. And when you hear these police officers say that they are afraid of us, a lot of that stuff that they were taught, that they thought was strength, they are scared to death for real because of the stuff that happened in our history. And they are afraid. You hear them talk, you know, some of these extremists talking about race wars and, you know, loading up with guns and trying to be prepared for something that we hope and pray would never happen, even in our children's children's time. But some people are more extreme off on their stuff than they are. And unfortunately, there's a lot of extremists, whether you want to face it or not, that are in law enforcement with blurred blue lines. Oh, oh there is. They, they grow up with the young. But I mean, I just don't know how it kind of happened, how they all get warped. You know what I mean? I I knew people like that around here when I was young. I just stayed away from them all. You know what I mean? Yeah, but man, it's hard, Scotty, if it's coming from your grandfather, and your grandfather's father taught him, 
and he teaching your daddy, and then your daddy teaching you. Not, and I'm not. I'm just giving an example. Not saying you. No, no, but uh, no, I know. I kind of know what you're getting at, but because yeah, uh, but I my mean, mom's a kind of you... listen to this, man. My mom's a country girl, okay? So she, she usually used to hear that more than my dad being from the city and seeing everything. You know, my dad, my dad grew up in Glasgow, Scotland, and he's seen a lot of different ethnicities and that, right? But, I mean, the people in my mom's area, there's a lot of people that are just racist, and you know what I mean? Because they've never seen it. They've never, you know what I mean? They've never been outside their scope of driving a tractor, man. But, I mean, as it comes to the bottom line in life... They gotta have. They gotta start making it to make it. You know what I mean, Brandon. To make it a better place, because I mean, I know when you're young and you go in to be a cop. You know what I mean. You you want to be good and you want to protect and serve, but they're not protecting and serving if they're just going black people up right and center, man. Well, what happened to what happened to treat people the way you want to be treated? What about yep. giving respect? If you want to give respect, then you got to give the respect back. I can't respect a cop if I'm knowing that he's beating the hell out of uh, people that's not doing anything. Like you well, man, I, yeah, man, I got beat up for waiting at a bus stop, waiting for a bus one night, man. Hold and on. I said, well, what? Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, man, I mean, we can just sit down, like I said, man. We can have a forum where we can talk back and forth all day long. I think we need more people to call in. I think we're going to have to start doing a little bit more advertising. Um, But the insight that we all bring is like you have a different reporter on the different side of the country. That can, you can read stuff that's happening in your region. Scotty can read stuff that's happening in his region. I can read things that's happening in my region. We also can go to regions that we're not at and can look at stuff that's happening around there. Like I told you, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the big cities, but you don't hear that many things going on in the big cities as you would these small towns. And, I mean, you know, if we want to you to raise conscious and awareness of it, um, I think that's what we have to do. We have to keep reaching out to people and try to get people involved. I know, um, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to take a quote from you. I know it may be sounding like we beat the dead horses to glue. I mean, but, you know, I guess if you, because, well, it's a proven science because white folks have been told the same thing for so long, they starting to believe it. So I guess if we keep saying it to the people, keep telling them and keep reminding them that they need to call in, we need to have these understandings and get these discussions out, put these ideas out, because never know who's listening to what, I think that we can get us programmed to where we can start thinking on a better solution. Because right now, our only solution is retaliation. Our only solution is get them before they get me. Man, if I get stopped, I have to make a big old issue to now I have to make sure, sir, I'm not doing anything, sir, and I'm not doing it. You know, he might feel that I'm trying to show him up by doing that, you know. 
So we, you know, me as being a citizen, I'm scared. But for a cop that's scared and he have certain privileges, I mean, hey, like I said, a dead man can't say nothing if you shoot first and ask questions later. So sad. Hey, this is Flossy Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? F-52. You know, F-52, Blues, Blurred Blue Lines, 516-418-5983. Blurred Blue Lines, 516-418-5983. Scotty, when we come back, it's on you. Let's do this.
everybody thinks we're on mother Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother Simply call the street where I have on your boy Flossy Jeezy back here with the Flossy Jeezy show worldwide. You know what I'm saying? F fifty two and what's poppin'? Blurred blue lines. Five one six four one eight five nine eight three. View our nation's internal struggles between police and the black community. We explore the lack of communication and try to understand the extremes on both sides. And we're back. Man, nothing like that old school to bring you back to where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Mark. I that. It's fatalistic, boy. Talked about the street fever back in the days. Still going to the same stuff. The 60s when that came out, 67. Ain't much change, man. Now, did you guys see when uh, Brother Boy mobilized the Cleveland, Ohio community at the National, the Real Republicans National Convention there a few days ago? Yeah, man, I heard about that. I heard about that. Saw Brother Polite out there. And man, and man, they did the same thing. I guess they were they were mobilized for the real. Yeah, man. Like all them guys, like Brother Polite and Sonata TV, Sonata Studios, and all that. They're always out on the front lines, uh, speaking all this and trying to make a change in the communities as well, all over. Man, they, they needed somebody to stand up on that thing, man. Them people were so extreme. You had one of the Congress ladies doing the Heil Hitler hand sign. <laughs> I was like, man, what the hell is going on, man? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. I, like, I'm, like, I'm like, this is America. You got Heil Hitler going on, man. You know, that's that. People, a lot of people don't realize in this country that they're the ones that to, to, to conquer everything. You know what I'm saying? The man wants yeah, to they wanted. Hey, hey, they want. They only wanted to do that high that high Hitler stuff because they wanted all pure white eyes and 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 white skin, blue eyes and white skin, just like Hitler wanted it. So that's why they do the high Hitler side is because that they don't want no other color. They just want them. But, uh, I, got I, had, bro, I, I got blonde hair and blue eyes and fuck Hitler, man. No, no, I'm not saying all of them. I'm not no, including yeah, you and none of them, Scotty. I'm not including no, no, you and none no, of them. I tell you. Yeah. Got to finish up that chain of thought, man. Yeah, that's how it is. To me, that's what they want. They wanted like how Hitler had, how Hitler ideals were. That's why they went on ahead and, and they take those values in. That's why you got the neo Nazis. Like these guys are the, I mean, they exactly trying to replicate exactly what what Hitler did with the with the uh, with the Jews and the people that went through what they went through. So I yeah. mean, this is worldwide. Everybody's going through the same struggle, man. Not just one race, yeah. it's everyone. 
Yeah, we're on that, James. Yeah, yeah, but when you look at it, though, man, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I can't really speak in about Canada. I can't really say how many cop killers go on out there because that's not really televised out here in the United States like talking about it. But when you yeah, deal yeah. With, with 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 the cop killing and, and, and stuff that's going on yeah. in the United States, again, we are entrusting these police officers and these peace supposed to be peace officers with our lives. They're supposed to be serving and protecting us, not yeah. harassing, not harassing and taking so us you're out. Killing and- and killing and murdering people on the streets like that. I'll tell you one thing. This is James from Niagara. I called earlier. I was a little hyped up, but I'm not used to going on the radio. But I'm going to start speaking a little bit here. If you just give me five minutes, I'll be happy. First off, we're, we're all, we all originated from Africa. We're all black no matter what you look at it. We all originated from, from Africa. So no matter what, you're white now. You, might have, you were black at one time. So just remember that. Number two... All this people killing and, uh, and hating and everything, it's, it's like we're suppressed. We're being brainwashed constantly. Every day you go to work from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock, you come home, you have no time to think. That's what they want. They want you to think. They want you to fight with each other. That's what the governments want. They, they want you to hate on each other. They want you to kill each other. You know, they don't, they don't want people to, like, get along. It's like they have to start fighting. Like, I'm a white man, and it's hard for me growing up. Because I always got blamed for everything. I felt like, oh, white man got blamed for, for stealing natives' land. Black, uh, white man got blamed for, for uh, making a black man a slave. You know, I always had that on my head, too, you know, growing up as a white man. You know, and I felt bad. Like, I felt like, and I didn't even do anything. That was my, my, my ancestors or the people before me. They're the ones that did that shit. But I still have to live with that stuff. It's the same thing with a black man when you hear the stories from your parents talking about how white man slaved you up. You know, that's not right. What they did to you, man, they raped you and, and, and tortured you and, and did that shit, man. No man should have went through that shit. Same with Hitler, what he did to the Jews. Burned them all up, put them in a the fire. These people are sick, man. These people that do shit like that is sick. You know what? They, they don't even deserve a place on this earth. And that's the problem. And it makes other people go crazy thinking about it, you know? It's like same with the other man when he's talking about how the three white guys in the truck came up to him and spit on him. That's ignorance, man. Those are individual people that are just ignorant and rude. They should be wiped off the face of the earth. Same thing happened to me, man. I was walking down the street. Three brothers came up to me, ripped my chain off my neck. You know what I mean? I had a hate for black people, too. I was like, yo, you guys stole my chain, man? You know? But you know what? I thought past it. I was like, you know what? This guy obviously needed it more than me. I put a smile on my face and just said, you know what? That's how it is. That's not the whole race, though. It's not the whole people, you know? These are just individual people that are making everything look bad. And that's where it's all messed up. And I'll tell you, man, this universe is so big, bud. We got stuff out there that we haven't even seen yet. We're just a little planet twirling around. You know? There's so much stuff out there. The government's holding back. Because they know if the people know the truth, everybody's going to just lose it. They're not going to work anymore. We're all the same, man. We're all slaves, bud. We all got a number. We pay our taxes. You eat, you sleep, you work, you die. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. A couple of bad apples, you know, a couple of bad apples on a tree fuck up the tree for everybody else, you know. Exactly. Those are very good points. What a lot of people don't realize about Hitler is that he aligned himself, as we know, 
unfortunately we know is that he aligned himself with the Japanese and then the Japanese came and did what they did at Pearl Harbor. But people that that try to do the neo Nazi thing and try to do a lot of that stuff, he doesn't realize when he said that he wanted pure white people, he was talking about European pure white people. He wasn't talking about yeah. white Americans. Yeah. He wanted he wanted he wanted to wipe out everybody and everything that didn't come from yeah. where he came from. And he was going he, he aligned himself at first with Russia and then he aligned yeah. himself with uh, Japan, then with Russia. And but what happened was he turned his back on Russia and tried to attack them and that's how a lot of his army got wiped out up there up there in the cold up there in up there in, in Russia. And that's how a lot of them you know, the Nazis stuff got got wiped out because Hitler overreached too much. But the stuff that they try to emulate today to try to do the intimidation thing and the, and the, and the white powers and stuff and all this other supremacist stuff and, you know, all the swastikas and stuff, Hitler really did not want anyone that wasn't from his region or from Europe to, to have anything. That's why he aligned himself no. with Italy. He aligned, he aligned himself with Italy because Italy was, and, and, and Germans themselves, were, were what they called great-grandchildren. Of, uh, they were called Germania at first, and they were the great grandchildren of, of the Holy Roman Army. It was Jeffrey question once. That's where I got that from. But that's why he aligned with him. He aligned with Japan because they kind of shared the same ideas of, of imperialism. But he didn't. That, that, that's like getting twisted. He did not want, you know, white Americans. He wanted just the ones from Europe because he thought that that the Americans that were here were an ignorant race. Plus, he wanted to punish them for getting into the war and going up against them. And the Japanese did a lot of shit talking about, about America. You know, that's what talking about black people. But they, they were going into the power structures, and they really wanted to get at us. But I tell you something, if we didn't stop them in, in, in those uh, small islands, like Lake Island, some of those places, you know, before they got here, if the, if the Japanese would have made it to San Diego, we would have had oh, yeah. right about their fleet before they got here. And we got, we got lucky that three ship, three aircraft carriers just happened to be out in the water and were able to take those guys on and feed them. But let's yeah. you know, we, don't, we don't want to get too far off of, off of where we're at because, like I said, this is an important subject that we're on. But we're going to have we're going to have that discussion. Believe me, that's that's one of the many discussions we're going to have to try to tie and, this whole thing together as to why. Yeah, and they, they brainwash everybody from the young age, even terrorists and all them. They brainwash people and say that these people are bad, these people are bad. And that's what happens. Young kids are being brainwashed at a year, early age, and that's what Hitler used to do. He brainwashed all his people, and that's how they created that hate. It's brainwashing. And when you're 18, you don't age. know what you want to do when you get out of high no. school because they fucked so you up. So somebody's brainwashing me at saying, oh, the black man did this to you, the black man's this, the black man's that, or the white man's this, the white man's that. Obviously, as you're a kid, you're growing up, you're hearing this stuff all the time. Of course, you're going to you're going to only have hate in your your heart for that race or or, or those people, you know. It, it, that's what it's got to stop. And I'll tell you, the next generation coming up, it's more. Uh, we're all mingling around. We're all together. You know what I mean? So this, this race is starting to get, 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 get away now, I think. It's more as we're starting to get older. Like even these, these white kids, and you see them all hanging around each other now, all different races. It's not like back in the old days when they were the 40s and the 50s. They were all like, oh, stick with your race, stick with your race. You know, we're starting to, you know, people are starting to have different children now with different races, mixed races. So what's happening is we're creating another, like, like a 
species of humans. And what are you going to be able to detect? You can't get racist if the guy's black and white. What are you going to say to him? You're a black guy, but he's he got white in him too. He's got black in him. How are you going to be racist to that? So that's where I think the racism is going to stop eventually. Maybe within the next hundred years, that's if the world survives. Because they're trying to push this new world order on us. And I'm telling you, it's coming. Like, they're trying to, trying to want to have a, one currency, one population. Who knows what's going to happen, man? They might drop a nuke on us, wipe everybody out. The population's going crazy, 8 billion people. The world can't sustain it, man. Coming up on the next the world can't sustain it, man. we got too many people living on this earth now. So they're going to have to either create a war. They're not going to sit those planes there and those tanks just collect dust. You know what I mean? There's got to be a war. They're talking about money. You know what I mean? About greed. And all these banks, they're taking all over that one bank there. He's trying to control all of them. They own every bank and all the currency. The only one they don't own is in Iran and, and North Korea and Cuba. And that's why the Americans are trying to go into Cuba now. They're trying to be friends with them because they want that bank. They want to control that. And then once they get that, they're going to go over North Korea, try to get the people against them. Then they'll control everything. They'll control the whole world, the world order. Welcome to the one currency, baby. I'm telling you, I see all the managing the pictures. It's going to be a big war coming still soon. They want people fighting, man. Imagine how many people you were just talking about that actually are, are in law enforcement and they get out here on the streets and they think about things the way you just described. This is the scary portion of what you're saying. You're, you're absolutely right with everything that you're saying, but there's so many people that are in law enforcement and have the wrong job. I'm just saying, if you are that afraid, if you are that scared, you need to find another job another way yeah. to make your money because you in law enforcement is not working for you. Yo, you know yeah, what? they're sending the donut shop too often around here. Yeah, you know what? Everybody, the piggies are getting fatter. Everybody's screaming black lives matter. Skitter scatter, let's just gather. But listen, the thing about it is, like everybody, like the the police are are they use their force sometimes in an excessive way, and it's wrong. They, they, you know what? If he's pulled for a man, and he's not doing anything wrong, and he reaches, he tells you he's got a gun, you don't go shoot the man in the head. Like, those are just stupid cops, though. Those are just ignorant police officers. They shouldn't even be on the force. Like you said, these people are just coming on the force. They shouldn't even be on the force. They should be screening these guys a little bit better. And then also, I think that if they come into a, a black community, they should have more black officers on, on, on patrol in the black communities. I'd rather deal with my own uh, culture, no offense, when you're dealing with something like that. So I think that uh, uh, when you're dealing with uh, any, like, different races, even if it's Mexican, Chinese, you should have one race of that person on mount and another race of the other person. So you know what I mean? That might help that a little bit as well. I don't know. It's, it, you can't change the world. We can't. You know, I'm not always right either. I don't know what. Sometimes I'm talking about, but I just think I, I, what I say is I think there's a new world order. I think people, we just got to try to, you know, put a smile on our face. Don't let this create hate. And, and with each other because that's the wrong way to go because what's going to happen is just going to be like a plague it's going to be like a disease it's going to spread and spread and more hate more hate you know so we got to try to stop that man it just i know it's hard though sometimes because you know what they put you people through with what, what we all been through you know it's just it's like a struggle every day and they, they just throw people in these little housing projects and they think oh yeah there's no jobs there's no none of this there's none of that what are we supposed to do man of course we're going to start smell, selling whatever i have to sell i gotta survive i gotta feed my family i gotta do what i gotta do once you give me a job and maybe but no they won't hire you because what oh because of my color come on you know what i mean there's so much more to it though but i'm done right now but you being in Niagara Falls and then got oh, Texas in and Oregon and then other Canada. We got, 5 like, million here. we got 
you know, uh, half a million here. I got half a million here. I'm going to spread the word. Uh, I'm going to let everybody know about it, too. Because I think it's, it's something that people should be learning about and knowing about. It's not just, it's, it's more than what, just like, you know, Black Lives Matters. And it's, but that Black yeah, Lives Matter, I think it's a lot more. It's a lot more than a lot of other stuff, man. There's so much. It's so much bigger than everything, you know. But it, it's got to stop, man. Come together, James. Yeah, man. We got to come together, stick together. I don't care who you are, man. You can be black, white, yellow. You can even be an alien from another planet. You know what I mean? Come down and save us all, bud. You know. But as long as you're a good person, man. There needs to be a lot more people that think of it in terms of what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying so far. As as to an extent on on the Black Lives Matter thing, but the reason that Black yeah. Lives Matter is out here is they continue to try to treat it like it's a hate organization and it's not even on that on that planet. They're, no, they're man, it's not. Because, as, as I as I said earlier, they put it. Black Lives Matter is out here because but imagine all of the years that these cop killings and different things that are going on right now were happening and no one said anything. So long before Black Lives Matter came along, the cop killing was still going on, and that, and that on all races, the, the, the shooting of unarmed people, the framing, yeah. and the system, yeah. and the courthouses, and the justice. We've got the worst scenario that you could ever have. We have district attorneys that are elbow to elbow with, with, with police chiefs and police officers, attorneys, in order to be fair and have what they call Judas Prudence or be uh, you know, uh, judicious or how, how to do things, you have to keep the district attorneys and the police uh, uh, departments separated from downtown from the, the individual police officers. Because even though you're on the same page, and, and, and a lot of times these district attorneys are all about prosecution, and when you have defense attorneys are still working on the same officers, when you have the two of them linked together, there's no clarity there. So what ends up happening is, just like the subject tonight, the blurred line between the two, if you have these small towns like my man from Texas is talking about, where the police chief, the district attorney, and the mayor all go fishing together, and they, yeah. and they all have that, have that perspective that I call it from Niagara, James is saying, imagine they have yeah, that yeah. type of like that. Everybody that's underneath that city and in that city is going to be subjected to fuckery because there is no integrity between them because they're all friends no. and they're all basically yeah, man. Just thinking the same That's way. how it is around right here, man. They do the same yeah, shit that's every day. You're pretty much guilty even when you're not guilty because you're going up against uh, uh, these people that are all uh, best friends with each other. Oh, let's just send them they away just for want your money, man. It's a joke, you know. That's well, a joke. That's corruption at the worst. You fucking fight the piper, and if it's, you fight like the piper and you get paid to you? fight the piper, they fucking let you off, and it's fucking it's sickening, man. Like yeah, it's like a big cycle, man. They they arrest yeah, you, man. and then they, they they got a policeman there, then they got the court and the judge, the lawyer, it's big money, and then they got the medical team, then they got like it's a big circle. It just goes around and around, and the the judge, everybody keeps their little jobs, everybody stays happy, but they got to keep on bringing those people in and arresting them. If not, the the, the circle doesn't work. You know what I mean? It don't go around and around anymore. You know what I mean? They're a bunch of clowns, you all, got, you know? But when you that's why you that's why you got all these shooting. From these cops on these unarmed people, and you have no conviction. I know people no. that have been convicted of murder. No, man. Been convicted. I know somebody that's been convicted of of, of 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 a crime, and it just, I mean, you can get convicted of these things, but when you have no conviction, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much showing, 
I mean, not one yeah, of the Yeah, they basically say go talking, do round two, which is fucking yeah, bullshit. Talking, you're not, I'm not talking one or two cases, y'all. I'm talking over ten cases. With no overkill, conviction. yeah, it's overkill. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you're you do it once and you say, "Okay, well, fucking, you did nothing wrong," okay, well, yeah. here's time you can fucking do it again. And then, oh, you didn't do nothing wrong, okay, you fucking go ahead, do it again, fucking, yeah, do it time, do it again. Their accountability for their actions, man. It's time they gotta be accountable for their actions. You know like what I mean? You don't fuck up and you should be out of this, you should be off the force. If you can't protect and serve, fucking go work at McDonald's, man. Uh, uh, Will, go ahead. Finish that point that you were on. Well, I mean, what I was saying was in in the in the you have no conviction of what's going on. So in cops' eyes. They're not, um, they're not doing no wrong because nobody's getting held accountable for it. Um, like I told you, out in the state of Texas, the, the uh, attorney general is trying to pass the legislation to make it a hate crime if you do anything towards a police officer in the state of Texas. That means if a cop feels that I'm being physical with him, well, I can get a third-degree felony now, which is making me scared to even attempt to even mess with the cop, but yet still, I can get killed. I'm dead, and he can get a two-week vacation of paid time to go home or to do whatever he needs to do. And, I mean, after after that happens, the conviction rate still doesn't go anywhere. So, in the judicial system, like you said, all these guys, like, the Ku Klux Klan out of my area. You have these you have these guys, they have some of them that don't wear the hood. You got the ones that wear them hoods. You know why they wear them hoods? They wear the hoods because these are your city officials. These are the lawyers. These are the judges. These are the sheriffs. These are the ones that's upholding this 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 uh like out here, man, they got the Confederate flag thing going. It's ridiculous. I mean, when you have a high school that using a Confederate flag as their logo, the high school. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you got all you got to do is look it up on the internet. People say the internet is your best friend, but the internet just gonna tell you what 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 people been saying. They ain't gonna tell you that it's wrong to do it. They just gonna you pull up the KKK. The internet is probably gonna show something that's gonna glorify the KKK. It ain't gonna show nothing that's gonna say, man, don't mess with them. KKK is not good. It's going to probably show something that's going to glorify them. And if you're looking up the KKK nine times out of ten, they thinking that you have interest in it, like uh, in a good way. So, I mean, like I said, we we, we deal in whole different aspects and whole different regions of the uh, of the world. And just in the little area where I'm at down south, like I'm a, I'm uh actually. Uh, probably an hour and 45 minutes away from Houston. So we have a lot of that stuff going on out here in these small areas, in these wood areas that uh, people have been practicing this for years and decades and centuries, man, and they think that it's still it's still cool. I told you they still have places in Texas, man, where you cannot go in the front door. You got to go to back if you if of any color. They just took the uh, a few years ago, man. They just took the water fountain, the water fountains down 
in my in uh, my city's courthouse. They still had separated uh, the segregated water fountain that had still had the signs on it. Black whites only, blacks only. And guess where they was at? Located right on side of each other. In two thousand. Yeah. Just just like well, this happened a few years ago, so probably about two thousand thirteen. They 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 took it down, but just imagine how long that, that courthouse been up since the forties. So just imagine how long it's been up for people that's supposed to have been living in a, in a time where we trying to abolish racism, and here it is every day you going to you going to work and you being reminded of it when you pass by the water fountain. And me as a black dude, hey hey, I'm just saying, me as a black dude, when I gotta go downtown to go to the court, you know what I'm saying? And I have to go, I want some water. I gotta pass by there and go look at that. That's not a good feeling for me. You know, it makes me feel that I'm not, because I don't think black people is like, I don't want them not to drink at my water fountain. I think that they were saying they don't want black people to drink at the water fountain. That's why you got to give them a different water fountain. Now, do I think that the water fountains are right on side of each other? I'm pretty sure they probably pissed in the water fountain and spit all in the water fountain to just, just, just to try to um, degrade, degrade the black. So they try to do things. I mean, man, these people, like I told you, man, they got people. We seen the pictures of, of, of the people hugging trees, and these people are sitting there spectating, laughing, joking, poking at the black men that's hugging the trees as if it's normal. They walking around and they having picnics like it's the thing to do. So in their mind, they've been programmed to believe that nothing wrong with it. We are the only ones that see something wrong with it. We know it's wrong. But we really know it's wrong because it's happening to our people, and we're starting to see it. Like, it's one thing to go visit it in history and go research, like, just really see it. Like, that's something she totally different, man. You know, I, a, a guy in Beaumont got tased, and he died from being tased by the cops. They had a guy in Beaumont that got pepper sprayed and died because he got pepper sprayed by the cops. I mean, and it. Got swept up under the table. Nobody, nobody really heard anything about it. The cops wasn't fired. They kept their job. It was just like another day in, another day in the, in, in the life of, uh, of of the ones that's being tortured. And I mean, it's horrible, man. It's just sad to see, man. Man, we got another caller, man. That's that's deep. But in 2013, we still had civil rights style water fountains. Just a moment. One one one. Who we got <laughs> to the show? One, you know one, what one. time is. You know what time it is, brother Neil. Oh yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> to listen to me, that's fine. That's, that, that, that's fine. We'll let him go. Let, let the rest of our callers back up in here. Well, I, I tell you something, man. You know it. It's, it's it's kind of ridiculous when you see how this thing has turned out. And for all the people that we talked about, for all the uh, you know the individual you know ills that we see, you know what I'm saying I'm an ex-marine, so you know I, wow. I, mean, I, I, I love I love my country. I fought for my country. Um, you know, Good for you. There's, 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 there's other people that I know that have done the same thing, and. 
So it's not like I've been derelict. You know, I'm a former you know, federal employee. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've lived most of my life pretty much the way any person any person could. You know, I just try to make sure that as a black man, I try to make sure that I do everything that would be in alignment with keeping myself out of problems. A police officer shows up. I got my hands on that steering wheel. I got my license registration already up on that yeah. dashboard when he comes out of there. And I have my yeah. insurance right, right above exactly. my gun visor. I to make sure that that's on the dashboard, too. That way you have but you shouldn't have to live like that, man. You shouldn't have to live like that, man. You have to be all like, you know, everything proper. You have to live like that. It's the times that we're in because just like they always say. No. I know. Well, even work in the eighties on the Duke's Hazard, putting the Confederate <laughs> flag right in front of the car. Hey, yeah, hey, look, what's that about? Running away from the cops? Like, yeah, what's that about? They don't know me. They don't know me from anybody else. So what I have to do is, I have to make sure that whoever this guy is that's coming up, you know, what I'm saying it shouldn't be that way in 2016. You have to make sure nah, you know, it's time for cautionary measures. It's time for taking right. precaution, man. It's time for... Right. Exactly. You have to make sure that you're prepared. Because, and, and, I, and I would say that should be any driver. Because if you make, you start popping and locking and making moves and, 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 and uh, you know, doing a breaking episode with, and boogaloo shrimp and all that, there's a good chance, depending on who you are, yeah. that you just might get popped. So, it's, you know, I'm not a, I've never been a Cub Scout, but I do believe in being prepared. Just like in the military. You killed him with kindness, man. Kill him with before, kindness, man. Before, before we went out to the field, we made sure we laid out all of our gear. We made sure our, our weapons were clean. And we did everything that we had to do to prepare to go out there. This is just what yeah. I'm talking about. We don't know we don't know what this person's come to work of feeling. We don't know what previous stop he may have had. We don't know what happened yeah. two weeks ago. Nor do we care. Yeah, yeah. But in order to prepare for what might happen, and it doesn't matter what your background is, you should be prepared because we don't know what kind of thing these Either guys way, have yeah. when they got yeah. it. For real. It's got to be real. And you're, you're right, military style. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. I'm trying to get back home. That's my job. Yeah. My job at that point is an unpaid job. Doesn't have any benefits, but it has the greatest benefit. I'm going back home, yeah. and, and hopefully I'll get some when I live here. Now, yeah, Brother Dale, now, Brother Dale, let me add on. Sometimes when the policeman pull you over, and the policeman pull you over. Go ahead, go ahead. What, what, what you say? Now, I was just going to say I wanted to add on to what you had said, Brother Nils, that that's a precautionary measure that you're taking in, in order to try in an attempt to make it back home safe. Right? So why can't the cops take those same precautionary measures on the approach to you in order to de-escalate things instead of making it worse? Why can't they be why can't they practice these same methods in order to make I think would make everything go a little bit better? You know, by we just saying some of these cops are scared. They're scared of their lives. So they're scared of their lives. Not to the fact, because I don't believe that you got on the cop. I don't believe that you became a cop and got to the cop force, went through their cab, and he made it on the, made it on the force, and you escaped. So it may have been an issue to where, okay, well, man, these people is running up on cops, and now I don't know where it's going to come from. I believe that God has everything done for a reason. 
Those cops that got killed in Dallas, those cops that got killed in, in, in Baton Rouge, the Lord already had for those cops to lose their lives. Was it in that manner? I don't, it had to be in that manner because that's how it was all did. Now, that was a reason because he probably wants everybody to start recognizing what's going on. It's done for a reason. We do all serve a one God, regardless of if it's Buddha, uh, Allah, uh, 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 Jesus, or uh, whoever, Hindu, whoever it is, we all got somebody we serve. And I think that it's the same given different name. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, how we how we look at it, man, and how we take that approach, just like what Neil said, being friendly, some people be like, man, I ain't the friendly type of dude. But I think if you approach situations with a friendly attitude, you can also de-escalate some problems. Like uh, I can give you an example, and I told y'all this once before, but I worked at the university. All right, an issue happened to where we had to call the university cops. University cops came over. The first thing they did was we're the ones talking. The first thing they told everybody was to pull out their IDs. Now, they didn't want the work badges because our work badges are visible. But they didn't want the work badges. They want our personal IDs. They take each of our IDs to the side, and I hear them running our name in through the system. So I'm, I, asked, I asked the cop, why are you running our name if we called you? So they told us, oh, this is something that we do uh we just run names, so we'll have it on file. But you have my work badge right here. You can just take my work badge. You don't have to ask for my ID with my, all my personal information, my house and stuff to run my to run my name in the system. Now, it made me think that they were running my name and believe that if I had a warrant, they was coming and arrest me. Now, I called them to come for a reason, and that wasn't to run my ID. Now, when I told him that the first response I got back from the cop was the lady cop, and she told me sometimes uh, we never know exactly what uh, cause they might have been on. And she gave me an example. She said, before I came to this call, she said, I may have just left the incident to where I, you know, a, a kid died from heat exposure in the car. And, and, uh, and she said, uh, I may have to, you know, uh, I may have to come over here and deal with another situation and still be uh, still be affected from what she just saw. And my response to her was, and it was my first word was, God forbid that you would ever be put in a situation like that. I said, but in reality, once you're done with that call, that should be done. You should be coming to another call with a clean slate, not thinking about what what you just had, what where you just come from, because if if it was a situation to well. Now, I'll just give a, a, a example. Uh, some uh, a cop got shot, and you came from that call, and you coming to another call. You may be thinking you finna get shot. Now you on your toes, quick to pull your gun. How many times have we seen cop episodes of cops, or even deal with police individually? I uh, really deal with the scene when a cop comes. See, you don't know what's going on. The first thing they doing is they grabbing their gun. They're not grabbing the table. They're not grabbing the club. They're not grabbing something to. You out. So if you run around that corner and then you freeze or put your hands up, and you don't put your hands up and you just running towards them, 
But they're going to let you have it. And the first thing they're going to say is, well, we believe he, he disobeyed that order. He just kept running at us. We didn't know we had a ball this old. We shot him. Now, nine times out of ten, I guarantee they're going to shoot you in your leg just to make you fall on the ground. They're going to pump it in your chest to make sure that you go down and you ain't moving no more. We see and it sometimes. Why do you need to have my name on fire? <laughs> For what? How many bags do you see?
Yeah, and brother Nils, and brother Nils, they but, spending money. Are they also spending money on these on these um body cams? And we're not seeing yeah. the videos for the body cams. They're still able to cut the body cams off. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They can cut it off and do what they want to do. But um, yeah, you guys you know, the first in the corner. They're police officers. Well, Apple's making an app, eh, where the, you can't record stuff live or anymore. It's going to block you out if you're out at the event. They're going to recognize it and say you're at a concert or something. They're going to, you can't basically film it. or. Yeah, they're trying to control you again. Everything, once you start finding the truth, they just want to control it right away. They're going to try to control everything, you know? They, yeah, man, they can't do anything nowadays. You can't even take a piss without, you know? Somebody. Hey. Like in the hey, form of family code of my name, my last name's McLean, M-A-C-L-E-A-N. And you Google that, and right beside it, it says life or death. <laughs> life or death. No, that's what it says hey, beside the name in the code of the family conduct order, because, I mean, warriors from back in the day, that the whole family almost got slayed by the fucking queen in England. Oh, Scottish fighting the English way back in the fucking 1700s, man. But beside my name, it says life or fucking death. So it's either life or death, it's coming. You know. What we're going to do is start making some music, man. We're going to write out here, bud, on the mainstream. We're going to get like 60 million followers. We're going to bust out some crazy tunes that nobody ever heard before. We're going to let it loose, man, like a crazy Canadian goose. And the word's getting out there. One way or another, they're going to have to hear us. From each city, you man. Know, you know what I mean? You bring one person each but day from different places. Even being down in Beaumont, Texas, you're close to Houston, man. we got to hook you up with Northside Outlaw, a revolutionary Black Panther down in Houston. Does everything oh. for the community down there. He used to be a, a Marine like Nels. And uh, he, he does a lot of supporting the community down in Houston. And that's one guy you, you should hook up with down there. Yeah, man. Uh, um, I'm gonna get some information from Brother Nels, man, and um, get him. To yeah, man. Just off. add me on Facebook, and I'll uh, I'll hook you up with him too, man. Uh, uh, Northside Outlaw, uh, part of the Outlaw, uh, did music with the Outlaws years ago as well, man. So yeah. besides being a community activist, he's big into uh, being a hip hop activist too, like yourself, man. Already, already, man. Wouldn't be a bad hey brother Nils, that, that man shoots a hundred bars. Hey, uh, 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 hey brother Nils, you yeah. Remember we talked? Remember we talked? Uh, I think that was last night or the other day about those uh, those Nazi Confederates. Remember we talked about those guys that was all in that police department and they all was right. uh, uh, in a group right. called the Nazi Confederates. And uh, you know that I, I I did tell you that too the other night, but I'm gonna remind you about it also again. About the guy that's a part of that group, that that group is, became the director of the Alabama uh, Homeland Security. So kind of guy like George so, Soros, just a so corrupt he's a part of that, So if he's a part of that Homeland Security and he's holding the same morals and he's having the same thoughts and the same visions as these um, Nazi Confederates, well then. Don't you think that everybody he hires is going to have the same views as him? Everybody that those other cops hire got to have the same views as them? So as you as you looking at it, and, 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 and we are all, like I said, if it was different color, and uh, I haven't seen 
any, unfortunately, I haven't seen any reports of any young white unarmed kids or any unarmed white guys getting killed by black cops. I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't seen it. But I'm pretty sure if that happened, it would be on the news. You know? So, oh, yeah, front you know, page, front page. Uh, a lot of things do get hidden, too. Like you said, you know, small communities like to keep things hidden, man. Yeah. You know, uh, shit happened to me years ago here, man. It should have been global news, man. They're fucking hidden under the fucking carpet like bullshit because they tried to fucking corrupt my name for nothing, man. And when I won that case, it was still fucking hidden, man. It was never told in the papers or nothing. And it was fucking big news, man. It was something that could have been fucking, you know... Yeah, yeah, they matter, and they fucking hidden under the wa- the wish wash because fucking, you know, the corrupt system. They don't want the fucking thing to come out because they don't want to get their ass fucking yeah, done in the long in run if it did come out in the whitewash. You know what I mean? Here in Canada, there's a young kid, he's only 16 or 17, who's waving a knife on the streetcar, a white kid. He had some mental problems, so everybody ran off the streetcar, the cops came, and the cops was far away, they could have tasered the kid. What did the cop do? He shot him once, and then he, he shot him again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And again. He shot him six times, the poor little kid, man. Boom, 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 boom. They, they could have tasered him, they could have put him down. Huh? They did the same thing to Tamir Rice. Yeah, he charged the cop, though, man. The cop got charged with manslaughter, got 10 years, which was good, man. Hey, hey, but they did the same thing to Tamir Rice, too, and guess what? The cop didn't get charged. See, that Tamir Rice, Tamir Rice, Tamir Rice was a... Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old kid that was playing in a park with a BB gun. You see the cop roll up. Get out his car, point his gun, and gun this 12-year-old down. He didn't ask him questions. He didn't tell him to get down on the ground. He jumped out the car and gunned this 12-year-old kid down. And then, yeah, I would have killed that man. I would have killed him. I would have seen him coming. Boom. He deserved to die, that other guy, man. But down in the States, it seems like everybody that, like, you know, you're killing a black male or you're killing a black person. They're not getting charged, and I mean, no. like I'm saying, fucking walk to throw the key away and lock them up and let them fucking deserve what they did to the fucking person that died. Never got they to gotta get more. No, but hey. you got to get some more, more uh, like black man, like tried as with a black man. That's what I believe, man. You know what well, I mean? It's, a hate crime. Like, it's the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like own, he says, if you do something on a cop, it's a hate crime. Well, if the cops do something to a black person it, or anybody, it's fucking, you know what I mean? They make it, they should make it the same fucking stature. Hey, let me give you another exactly. example. Let me give you another example of some, like, real crazy shit. Now, I told y'all about the James Byrne killing that happened a few, uh, some years back, how they tied the man to the back of the truck and drug him around the city called Jeff, killed the guy dead. All right. Now, uh, probably a year or so after the James Bird stuff happened, they had a young lady that lived out here in Beaumont. She was a black girl, and she had a boyfriend that was a white guy. Um, She left with the guy from her house, and uh, her people didn't see her for a day. They were starting to grow uh, worried about her. Come to find out that the guy took the girl, Drove her over the bridge to a little city called Rose City. Tied her to the back of his pickup truck and drugged her around on the sand dunes and killed her. 
This wow. was swept under this was swept under the rug and did not make the national headlines, and uh, because of the James Bird issue, what was going on? The James Bird issue made the national news, and it was a shockwave because of how they was going through with the white guys that, that was supposed to be an Aryan Brotherhood. So they was going through with that, and they didn't want to hit a back-to-back thing with something like that out here in this area. That's yeah, why so that they, was swept up under the rug. That's why yeah, that was so they pick and choose the, the battles. Yeah. You know what I mean? The ones that they're not going to win, okay, we're throwing this under the rug because we're going to get fucking canned on it or fucking something's going to bad's going to happen and then we don't want to get in shit, so let's just cover this one up and we'll fucking do this one because this is what happened in this one. Yeah. Now, now, if we on the phone right now, Brother Nils, we having a conversation, and I'll just say it for instance. Now, um, uh, one, 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 I'm pretty sure it was a bunch of ones called you. So, uh, if you think this, say for instance, we're having this broadcast right now, and no, by any means, nobody is on here saying anything, but say we say something about how violent towards somebody or bringing out something that we're going to hurt somebody, say a political figure or somebody that's uh, big. We, we're going to bring out these threats of we're going to go there and do some harm to a crowd of people. Don't you know that it's somebody that's listening? It's somebody that's listening for that to be seen. And yeah, then when they hit... No, yeah, 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 of course. That's, no, that's what I'm saying, but I'm giving you an example of oh, no, somebody... Yeah, there's somebody listening to this show. If we said something that we were getting out of line, or we, we were going to go out and rebel, that would make their attention span rise up, and then they would try their best to combat it. Now, if you are able to see on the Internet all the wrongdoings of these cops and these folks to be peacekeepers and law-abiding citizens because... You have to abide by the law in order to uphold the law. Am I right? Yeah. So, great, so, and so, and so, so if I swore into that to and uphold do the what law, you do. And, and then, and, and then, that's what I should do. I shouldn't I, say that I'm going. I'm gonna go ahead and abide by the law, but when I really, once I get in, it's down the law, and it makes me go back to these politicians and a lot of these presidents. When they when they promise you so much stuff and then once they get to the office, you never hear about about the stuff they promised no more because they lied to get what they wanted and where they. No, it's to like be. go to the polls. It's like go to the polls and vote, and then we're gonna corrupt the poll. We're gonna, you know, it's, oh yeah, we missed all these. It's all about money, man. They lock you up for life. It's well, money. You're in the prisons. They like that, man. Prisons is big money, man. They fill the prisons up. That's the what it is, you know. They get yeah, but the first right black president should have been Dick Gregory exactly. back in the '60s. Yeah, they were they, they, they screwed up. Money. They screwed up the poll and, and they didn't the let it know. Control, 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 control. Nah, nah, they, they didn't want it. They couldn't have a they couldn't have a president with the thoughts of a Dick Gregory, uh, Dick Gregory no, man, from the 1960s. The, the they couldn't do it because they couldn't do it because he had been dead. They would have killed yeah. him. So 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 yeah. you can't have nobody like man. If if, if you're talking about having somebody that's going to have a real conscience and really tell you exactly how it is, man. Hey, for somebody to tell you about yourself, man, that takes a bold person. I mean, just say for instance, Scotty, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just tell you about how you are. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really dictate how you are. For me to sit there and tell you my my uh, observation of you, and this is how you are, I mean, I got some fucking balls to really sit down there and, like, you know, really judge you and really tell you how you are, especially in your face. No, but, man, I mean, like, like I said, if I was in Beaumont, Texas with you and I was in the same car, I'd be going in the restaurant with the back door with you, bud.
but from the 30%, and I believe it's as high as 30%, a third of the force out there that's on some rogue bullshit that's doing what they're doing, and you and you use conjunctive statements like, blase, 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 we understand, but there is no but to any human life. There is no, no. but to people are getting killed and murdered. There is no but, and, and maybe, and that's your point, but. Don't butt me on, on something that has to do with any human life because what ends up happening is it then becomes not just blacks that are, that are going through it, but the people who sympathize with the struggle that they're going through and they're being hemmed yeah. up just like during civil rights marches when they were, you know, your Bernie Sanders and your, some of your folks that were walking arm in arm with Dr. King and they were, you know, calling them, you know, nigger lovers and all this other kind of stuff. What also follows me is you can talk about Black Lives Matters being a, a a racist organization, but yet you'll protect the KKK, let them yeah. march, let them let them let them sponsor a highway, let them stand out yeah. and do all the things that they do, right? And, yeah, that's and, okay. And, and yeah, because, right, because they're relatives of the powers that be, no matter what function they're in, from from presidents down to mayors, and you honor this shit, but yet for whatever reason. Here's an advocacy that all they're really doing is standing up and saying, hey, look, enough is enough, and we need to look at this thing and approach this thing a different way. And you got everybody coming out trying to minimize or, or, or add more water. It's like having a teaspoon of Kool-Aid in a five-gallon jug. That's not Kool-Aid. That's seltzer water. All you, all, you, all you need is the carbonation. When you add the carbonation and you minimize what Black Lives Matter really means, what bothers me about my people within that struggle is when we go against each other, because there's an old saying, a house divided uh, in, within itself cannot stand. And that's the problem yeah. I have with everything that I see that's going on. Yeah, you got to stick together, man. <laughs> fight the fight. Yeah. What can people do to like, move forward here, though? Like, what can we do? Does anybody have any suggestions about that? Like, maybe, like, how can everybody kind of get along? I know well, right now we got two white guys and two black guys on the phone, and we're all together. So, yeah, there's a start right there. We're all you getting know, along. It's 50 if we That's just keep pushing forward like that. Yeah. One and one. Yeah, but here's the difference. We got a Toronto representative. We got a Niagara representative. We got a Beaumont, Texas representative. We got a Portland, Oregon
Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in Richard Park, man. Jamie Finch, man. I ate raw tomatoes in the gardens, man. I was struggling. I was in a, a room cockroach, cockroach infested on my head, man. Dirty walls on the on the, the floor, you know. Growing up, man. Grew up in the bathroom. There's blood trails leading to the bathroom. Brush my teeth, man. I grew up hard, you know. But that doesn't that doesn't change me, you know. I mean, that's when I was a kid. I grew up, and you, you got to change, and you got to like, you know. See, look at that's not my life now. I know you got to make different different things, you know. Do different things. No, but even yeah, when man, you have to go through that, man. But you had to go through that. You had to go through that to make you to make you who the man I am that today. Yeah. Today. So, well, I so learned that was you, a lot. And guess what? And guess what, man? All the stuff that you went through, all the things that you went through, brother. God made you able to get through that stuff as a young age to where to make it to where you at today and sharing your views with us. So exactly, in, 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 in that same in that same show, man. You know, we all have certain. I ask myself, man, what, what, what is it that you're here for? I, I friend, yeah. like I just lost a real close friend last week, man. Like I really lost wow. a real close friend of mine last week. I mean, Sorry, hear that. Well, I just talked to him and I lost him, man, just like last week. So when 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 you lose people that's right outside of you and you're still here, it makes you act. You know, what is whatever the doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You what know, is the purpose. You know. Is, are we here? Are we here? Because, like I said, we all have a mission to to do. Are we here because we're giving we're giving time in order to discover what the mission is that we should do? You know. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do I mean, the mission because I don't. It, it's out there and exactly, it's happening man. here and there, but it's not happening enough. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Everybody there's a lot, of, talk about there's a lot more of fake media. You know what I mean? Yeah, but fake on the media. TV they want to hear what they want you to hear. Or see what you want to see. But. Yeah, no, they, no they'll, tell you the, they'll tell you the main point, and then they'll leave you right there. Question yeah, mark exactly. time. You know what I mean? Hey, so they're watching that period all night long, thinking about the question mark overnight, because me, they left you like that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Scott. I was learning something at night. Let me ask y'all this, Scotty, and let me ask you, let me ask both of y'all. What's man? What's your what's your name in Niagara, man? I I, I, I your name is James. Patrick, James. Right? I, James. James. Okay, James. Okay. Let me ask James, and I want to ask Scotty, and also you, also brother Neil. Let me ask you this: How about Scotty? Can I get you to at least try to get somebody to call into the show on the next show we have? Also, you, James, and also yeah. you, Neil. And I'm also trying to get somebody else to call in. So at yeah. least what we'll be doing is reaching out to that person and get them to to feel what we got going on, share okay. their ideas and their views of what we, of what of what's going on today. Because yeah. all we're doing is sharing ideas and sharing our views of what's going on. And um, yeah. if we can get those people to reach out to somebody else, I think that that'll be a good way to do it. So I want to just go ahead and initiate that since everybody have challenges with going on. I want to initiate that. I want to see if we can get on oh. the next show. If we, we can hey. get, Scotty can get somebody to call in. James can get somebody to call in. I can get somebody to call in. Brother Nelson yeah. can get somebody yeah. to call in. Oh, I get people calling in. Just did this uh, Seattle Sugar Ray by, by a couple of minutes. He almost uh, called in too. So I always try to get him and Dub definitely to call in. If I can get them to call in. You know, they, they, they network to the fullest, so there it is. And one one one, you have somebody call in too. Because you know what I'm saying? We all, yeah, we have two 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 call in. Yeah, have two 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 call in. Six six six. Two two two. What the? 
Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I say, no, I say, tell one, 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 and tell two, two, two to call. That's a good idea. We do it every Sunday, though, or is it, or is it, when do you want to do this? Like, every Sunday we have a little talk, or? We try to do it as much as we can. Because I got, I got, I got, uh, you know, a, a sort of a semi-commitment here. Because I love my music, corner. too, you know. Like, I got to hear some beats, too, soon, you know. I can get my beats going, you know. It's like, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, well, we have those Freedom Valley music groups, so we're going to be doing two nights a week, too. We're just trying to get everybody to pull it on that. Hey, Scott, 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 Scott and Valley there, or Scott and Jack will hook it up, and he'll uh, he'll hook that up, and, uh, and you, uh, you'll shoot me your music and stuff, and I will play it in the studio like I do for everybody else. I'll play everybody's okay. music, including the one 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 shelf. I'll... I'll play everybody's music. <laughs> yeah,
just well, dealing with that realm alone. We have to advocate for what's right, though. No matter how. Yeah, but just doing that realm alone, just working with an autistic patient. I've worked with autistic people in my life, and I mean, I, I, each one's different. You know what I mean? They all rocked in different ways, and, and you know what I mean. He's trying to calm his patient down and help him out, and he's sitting there for 15, 20 minutes, and then they open fire on him with his hands up, like you know what I mean. Yeah, you can't get any more movie scripted than that. That that's like out of a that's like out of some dumb movie, man. You know what I mean? Like something that shouldn't happen. It's just scripted to a bad way. That's sad. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think that's worse. I don't think that's worse than the uh, the cop that killed the guy with his gun and said he thought it was his taser. He said he thought that right. he thought his pistol was the taser. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, that's, right. that's, that's like the news though. That was the comedy mean, network. You know what I mean? I mean that was the real news though. That's what we were just talking about. Here was a guy that had no training, but you know, his only his only experience was that he happened to be friends with the mayor of that little town, yeah. and the, and the mayor let him run around. Get, get, get his gun registered, but had no formal training. And he's out there on the street wrestling people down and grabbing for the yeah. wrong gun. That, that's, that, that, now he's got to probably die die in jail. And he's an older man, and he's got to die in jail. There's a part of me that feels sorry for you, but I, I hold that police department responsible for that, that man's death because that person should have never been out there gallivanting and running around in the first place doing that. If we're going to be responsible, yeah. we're going to have to be responsible my fear is that they got a lot of young, scary folks out there who might, some of them, I hate to say it, but there's some of them that might want to see what their gun can actually do. I mean, you got all yeah. kinds of people, man, that are straight. I, I was with some of them in the, in the military. Straight and narrow as they can be, but boy, you didn't want them in the foxhole next to you because they might take you at it. Yeah, they want to shoot those guns, man. Trigger happy, man. I made a song about that, too. Trigger happy. I'm telling you. They just they want to pull that trigger as quickly as they can. It's like they're trained in their head, you know? And I think that you're right. The police, like, should be trained properly uh, before they send them out. Like, people got, like, the officers have got to start being trained properly, man, more. Yeah, but are they watching, like, I don't know what happens before they go on the force. Are they watching all these weird videos? And you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're in a training, you're in a class for a week, and here's all training on videos what to do. That's what's been happening, man being brainwashed from probably other officers that have had bad experiences and they're probably talking about, oh, this, this is bad hood, this is a bad place, don't go in there, don't go in there. Then they come up in there and they're like, ah! They're all freaked out so they got to pull their gun. They don't know what to do, so well, they shoot like their gun, you know? Pull, pull, pull. the boys in the hood movie there.
as as part of their major. Sociology, because sociology, a, a person who's like, well, in my age bracket, I don't have a sociology degree, but I've lived long enough to know how to socialize with other people intelligently. And a psychology degree teaches you the study of how the mind works. And a lot of these cops yeah. don't have that because they're operating on theology before the sociology and the, soci- and, and, and the psychology. And that's problematic because, like I said, I think it should be required courses because if you're dealing with other people and you have a firearm, yeah. me and Chief and Scott talked about it night before last. There are, there are so many other levels of de-escalation that you can use, whether it's talking, whether it's rubber bullets, whether it's beanbags, whether it's tasers. Yeah. The deadly force, by definition, is that force that's used and, and to save life and, and, and property and, and, and bodily injury, and with all other lesser means of deployment, have failed. And these guys are going yeah. right in and bypassing all of that and letting people have it. And we see the results. We see what it is. Yeah, man. Hey, hey Brother Nils, let me ask you a question, Brother Nils. You, um, yeah. you, you ex-military, right? You ex-military, right? So when it's you got out the military, point. all right, so when you got out the military and and, and, and um, you went into the federal, you went to the federal field, uh, uh, was it easier for you to get that job? Do you think it was easier for you to get that federal job because you were ex-military? Uh, would have been an easy, you would would have been a uh, civilian to try. And I have a and uh, part two to that. I want you to ask that part two to that question is, do uh, with with you said a lot of the cops are ex-military. Do you think that they're get, getting those jobs because they are ex-military? Because now the local police force. They're not just, it used to be shotguns they used to ride around with. Well, it's not shotguns no more. They ride around with AR-15s now. You see what I'm saying? Like, they get they have assault rifles. And a lot yeah. of these military guys have uh, been trained with these assault rifles, so when they get out the military to fall right inside the law enforcement, that's to use it, something that they're familiar with, that they've been easier to, I mean, to use, they get the job easy, but the post, Dramatic stress disorder. I mean, like let you me, said, let me answer, let me answer that question for you in short form. Yes and yes. I started out doing security work first, worked with that for about, oh, what was that, 87 to 89, two years uh, doing, doing security work and warehouse work because I was supply administration. Uh, but, but supply administration, when you're part of a front unit, means that you've got supplies for the Jeep, the, the trucks, and all the vehicles. The armory, every, everybody that that's around, they supply them with all their military equipment. So, yes, I got warehouse based upon that, and I got security based upon the other. Now, I came out as a disabled veteran, which allowed me to go right into the post office on a, on a federal job, and uh, I could have became a policeman just because I was in the industry. So, and, so and, and, and believe it or not, there's not a whole lot of these, these hundred question tests, but there's not a whole lot of psychological screening and scenarios that you go through. You have an instructor that teaches you, and that's pretty much it. So that's why I was saying a lot of these military guys coming from war zones need to be screened for their psychological and sociological skills because they might not be capable of handling a job with that much pressure. And I mean, 
you, you see them, they're just going, they're just coming right off the hip, and a lot of them are coming right off the battlefield. The two guys that committed the murders were both military guys that served the Desert Storm and served in, in, in Iraq. So they were coming right off, and they were so used to shooting at or killing people. And, it was, and both these guys probably in one of those uh, units where they did the actual fighting. When you, the, the danger of teaching someone how to kill their global neighbor is when they come back, some know how to turn it on, some know how to shut it off, some need counseling, some people go through a lot of stuff. Even when you don't even go to combat and you're in the military, there's so many things that happen to you while you're in there from a psychological perspective. You need some good counseling when you come out. And a lot of times you've heard the, the nightmare stories of the VA. Unfortunately, for these guys that come out, they don't always get it. And that's, that's important. They need to have a dominant test in, like, hardcore before they even go in there. Like, really. they, they got to create more mental health facilities, too, yeah. man. Mental health. Well, people have mental problems, man. Everybody's got problems nowadays. you got to work. you yeah, got to pay your bills. You they don't do anything milk, about man. it. They just push you to the sideline, right? Yeah, they, treat, they don't treat mental health like they should, man. Like, a lot of people have these, these problems, man. It's it's stressful world we live in, man. You got to try to make ends meet. Everything's coming. Like, you got water bills, gas bill, heat bill, uh, rent. How are you supposed to deal with all that stuff? People just sure, don't lose it, man. Sure, people. And they go to the military. They sign up. They go do a, a tour over in Iraq. They see people getting killed. Like, you know what? That plays a toll on you over time, man. You come back here, and you're like, what? You know what I mean? You got these, 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 these shots in your head, you know? Like, you see people getting blasted away, you know? It's like, come on. How are we supposed to survive? Like, how am I supposed to not be mental a little bit after that? Hey, 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 they had, in my city, man, they had one cop. He was um, on the drug task force. And, um, you know, they used to do the, a, lot, a lot of undercovers, following, um, following um, young suspects or whatever. They had a young black guy. His name was Mike Mitch. Um, he went up to... Jack in the box. Um, he was bringing somebody else, and he happened to just have a bulletproof vest that he had that he had war with him before he left. He brought the guy up to go meet somebody to make a to make a um, a lick on some dope. He said uh, the guy had ran up on him and uh, opened a fire on him. It was the police, and what they were trying to do was trying to catch everybody in the car with some drugs. So when the cop told him to put his hands up. He seen the cop seen he, he had a bulletproof vest on and thought that he was ready to go to war and just unloaded on the guy and killed him. Now uh, the same the same cop probably a month or two later was caught in a situation where he had another young guy jammed up. The guy seen the cop pull the gun on him, he took off. The cop shot at the car and shot the car up to try to stop the dude. The guy got away, but eventually he wound up getting caught by the police. But the same cop that killed his other guy also shot at his other dude. The cop Holy. got kicked out. He got kicked off the. Uh, he got kicked off the police force. But to this very day, that cop works for the city now. He works for the city as a city employee. So he. So to me, he's still being taken care of. They still, you know, going to watch him and still protect got his him because. On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy. He's still got his pampers on, man. It's sad, hey, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like like I was saying earlier, they do it once, they do it twice, and it's fucking scot-free. It's fucking bullshit, man. You do it once, you're fucked. 
Like, if yeah. you do something, you know what I mean? No they bullshit they stories. They should have lie detectors. They should fucking get them with the nine, man. Get them with everything they did to everybody like else. Anybody else. If I did it or you did it, we'd be locked up for life. You know? Oh, yeah. I'd throw away the key. Or, or, or put an electric chair. You know what? Like you said earlier, Scott, if you kill somebody's life, you take a life, you should get your life taken, man. That's the way yeah, it man. should work. Just and walk you away and throw away the like key that, and good night, Irene. See you in the morning because you're never coming out. too, man. If you touch a child or something because you fucked that child's life up for yeah. life, you should be fucked up for life. Hey, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think that this is a good idea? Do you think that instead of us letting uh, the local community walk up and be able to sign up to get to the police academy, do y'all think that the military should be able to train the police officers? In other words, in other words, what I'm saying is, do you think that all police officers, before you become a police officer, you have to go through an intensive military training in order to make sure that you oh, are even mental uh, training. Like you, you got to be you, all there. You yeah, can't yeah, be exactly. A, that you have. That you have. Yeah, I'm a cop. I have, have no marbles in my head. You know what I mean? That's oh, like, that's, I mean, so, well, I mean, they got it. They got. They got They got to have extensive training. They should be fit for duty. If you're not fit for duty, go work somewhere else. Yeah. Simple as I mean, that. You, what I'm cut, saying is, you what can't I'm, cut the bill. Off what to I'm the saying is, if you if you're dealing like if you go to the military, say for instance, uh, brother Nils went to the military. He probably was an average dude growing up, and you know, trying to you know do what he had to do in order to go, you know, make his parents proud. So he went to the military. All right, now, once he went to the military, the military took him out of his neighborhood mode of where he was just a normal dude living in wherever he was living before he went to the military. So they programmed him and they trained him in a, in a whole different military aspect. Yeah. Now, now he's not dependent on his mama cleaning up his room. Now he's in yeah. there folding everything neat and nice. He have everything shined, boots all scuffed up, everything all sit to the side. And with that trained mind, do you think that the military should play a bigger part in being able to assign the law enforcement people to these? Because if they fire all the cops today, every cop that's on the force gets fired. And the military is now in charge of filling in these cops and filling in these police forces. Do you think that we would have more trust into the cops now? Well, it could be like that, but what happens if this guy that's training these police is on, just say, six tours, and on the first tour he went into PSD mode and he never knew? Now, because what I'm saying is the ones that you're not dealing with the people that's coming back from tour. You're You're dealing with the people... They're signing up to be cops. They just happen to go to a military training facility to where they're getting trained in a military fashion. To where their minds are being watched. Now, once you go to the military, you're not worried about your neighborhood no more. You all about the country. It ain't yeah. about your neighborhood no more. You ain't fighting for your neighborhood no more. You fighting for the whole country. That for means everybody. they transformed I'm, I'm, they I'm transformed your that. mind. Okay, Nils, I'm going to let you get it, but I'm just saying that if if the military can transform your mind to where they can get everybody on that damn damn ship to be thinking on the same page, they can train uh, police officials and they can train the police to where 
they can put them through extensive chances and they can be responsible for it. I think that would be a good thing. It would be a good thing. Same thing is exactly what you need to be because you need what they call uniformity, which means everybody's on the same page doing the same thing. The only thing is with the military is that they're on the mindset of of, of teaching you how to kill. Yeah. Their whole whole dichotomy or makeup is about killing people and, and, and and going out and, and doing what they have to do. There's a reason why we all work the, the United States military is always the road piece because they they make sure they go over and fight in another country because they don't want life or property destroyed and race and killers over here. So, yeah. It, if they implemented loyalty and respect, I think it would be a good thing when they came in, you know I, what I mean? I, they, I, think, yeah. I think it would be great, but... I think the military is for the military, but they're to protect their country and fight for, for everything when they sh- the shit hits the fan. So police are for police to protect the people, which they're supposed to do, but they're obviously not doing. But, yes, I do agree that uh, some of the police officers do need some uh, extra training, uh, obviously, and how to deal with people in situations a lot better. And that's... You know, the military, though, is for the military, right? You got tanks and planes. That's a whole different ball, grand, ball game, you know what I mean? But the the mindset of military is, is, yeah, they should be putting that a little bit in the police in. But they have to t- teach yeah. mental health and how to deal with people better. Because they're obviously dealing yeah, with the mean, people better. I mean, the, the, same thing, the, same, the same thing as the MPs. I don't think that if you go out to be a military cop and you're going to be an MP, I don't think they're going to show you how to kill another cop. I mean, you, I mean, they're not going to show you how to kill another uh, another soldier. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So with that, you know, go and send them to a military policing school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Instead of you teaching them how to kill, you'll just be teaching them how to police. Police better. But the way it is, though, a lot of these police officers are coming up. They're young kids. They're like 18, 19. They go to school. They get their badge. They think they're, they're these are the kids that were made fun of in school, you know. And so they become police officers. So they have the control and power. Then they act like they're they're tough because they got a badge now. So they never had that power before. You know what I mean? Because they're always made fun of. Most of the kids that were ever kids that ever come up with police officers down here, man, they were the ones that were made fun of all the time. And then they finally became a police officer with the power. They had the little badge now, and they think they're all that, you know. After four or five years in the force, then eh, yeah. You know, yeah, but, but yeah, but you only, yeah, but but you, but James, you only work eight hours. <laughs> you only work eight hours, no? You gotta work yeah, you only be a cop. You only be, but you only be a cop only eight hours. So, so, so yeah. So, it, it, I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you can be, you can be, you can be getting bullied. You can get bullied all through school, and then you be <laughs> a cop only eight hours out that damn day. But I mean, what's to say? It's I see your power. ass. At, I mean, I understand. I understand, and that, and that, trust. A beautiful power is a major thing. A major thing. That's one of the major it's problems. Cool. Is yeah. the abuse of the power. They want to be in control. To say, man, to say that yeah. I can pull my gun on you and have my hand on the trigger is loaded. It's uncocked. It's all safety. All I got to do is squeeze the trigger. I can shoot you in your head, take your life. Exactly, I mean, man. It's just in the squeeze God. of the They're trigger. They're gods. They're gods. Make the know, wrong move, God. James. James, That's make the wrong move. Make the wrong move. Yeah. Act like you got something in your pocket, James. I can shoot yeah. you right now and get yeah. away with it. Yeah, All I got to do is... You don't think you're getting away with it. But but it, it no, no, because, no, 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 what I'm saying, no, 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 what I'm saying is I'm just giving you the, the a thought of, of, of a cop 
that's in a situation like that. Yeah, instead yeah. Of de- it's true. Instead yeah. of de-escalating, instead of de- instead of de-escalating the, si- the, the the situation, they go and intense. You pulling out your guns on me is making me scared. Now I know people instead of the standing still and the cop got the gun on them, they take out yeah. running. They're gonna yeah. take out running. But well, we we gotta remember too, cops are humans too, right? And they got a hard job too some days, you know. They gotta go in, they gotta deal with a lot of stuff all the time. So mentally, they sometimes go under pressure too. I and you know, and sometimes you know, the cases like where there's situations where they sh- they shouldn't be doing stuff. But I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, like it, everybody's different, you know. And there's a situation comes up, you know. Everybody, yeah, there's a situation comes up. They should have. Yeah, but James. Yeah, but James. But James. James. Also. Yeah. You too, brother Neil. If I go to if I go to work tomorrow and I deal with a racist motherfucker at my job and he makes me mad and he pisses me off and I didn't got pissed off at him, if I get on the phone, I have no right treating James or Scott in the manner of uh angry towards them because they didn't do me nothing. No, you know, no. if I have a problem with a certain individual, I can't just treat the whole race like that because a certain individual treated me exactly. a certain way. But now but that's the problem. You know, a lot of people treat. are doing that though. A lot of people are doing that though. They're treating the whole race like that. Whereas that's where it's gotta stop. They gotta stop yeah. blaming the whole race. It's like when the yeah. terrorists were bombing, everybody's blaming Muslims. I met so many good Muslims, I ate bread with them, they used to bring me food, I work with them, they're good people. But yeah, you're gonna say the whole race is like that because they're a uh, terrorist attack? The same you know what I mean? It's just like anything else, like a white person, like we used to slave and everything else back in the day. Does that make me bad now? I don't know. That was Back in the day, man, why why am I still getting blamed for this? You know, I didn't do anything wrong. All I've been doing is trying to love everybody, you know? But yeah, I'm still treated, treated different, you know? I'm still treated different. It's like the world is just full of it, man. Because it's race, man. Everybody wants to have, you know, power and control, and they want to be the top race or the top this, and they don't want anybody else kind of taking over a little bit, or if they get a little bit edge on them, they don't like that. So they got to kind of bring them down a peg, and they're trying to knock them down a peg, and then you got to come back up and fight. You fight, you fight. You know, it's like being, being bullied at school. You get bullied all the time. Eventually, you, you know what? I had enough of this, bud. Kids used to make fun of me all the time. Bam! I gave him a good shot, knocked his face straight off. Now what, bud? You're not making fun of me no more. And that's how it is. You eventually get tired of it, you gotta stand up to this shit. The the two things that need to happen is that they need to continue to have advanced training and and daily training on on different backgrounds and diversity and how to deal with different people. And the the watch commanders the the watch commanders need to quit telling these people to go out and focus on uh, a number system, a number system that, that that includes arresting just one minority, harassing just one person, and looking to boost numbers for, for, for a particular type of person to, to perpetrate against. They talk about how yeah. high black crime stats are. It's because you only focus on just black people. You send you send yeah. cops who have racist views. As, I mean, come on, these white communities know the people that are under them. And they have underbosses that, that tell them things as well. And if you send a, a person who has no diversity sensitivity to the neighborhood that they, that they serve, how do you report them? They call it community policing, which means they send all brands, all races, all ethnicities of, of officers out to these communities. And they make sure that they talk to the black community in a respectable manner. And the ones who show respect back, 
They get the break that they deserve. And the ones who want to be hard ass as well, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah. What you give is what you get back. So that's what But they wouldn't happen. go in their own community and do that. So just say they right. were in their own community and yeah. the shit went down, like that down. They wouldn't go blasting because they have to go back and live there. Yeah, yeah. Hey. You know like what I mean? We got about four minutes left. Uh, and, All right. uh, and it's about that time of evening. Can you go ahead and give your shout-out uh, to, the, to the folks that's okay. out there? And then, then Scott, they're my man from Niagara. we got to keep it short because we're running out of bed. Okay. All okay. right. All right. All right, man. First and foremost, man, I want to give it up. I want to give it up to the man up above, G.O.D., Brother Nails, for bringing us the show. I want to give it up to my boy, Scott, and my boy, James, for calling in and sharing their views. Give it up to everybody out there rocking with us, man. You know how it is and what time it is. Right on. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, salute everybody, especially the man above. Yeah, just everybody keep grinding and let's all get together and Conquer this war that's in front of us. Right on, Scotty. I just like to say thanks, everybody, man. Just all we gotta do is try to stop this hate and violence, and just think positive thoughts and pass on the love, man. You know, that's all I can say. I love everybody, man, and I just wish everybody the best in life, man. And just, you know, let's teach our kids, too. Let's, let's stop this brainwash, and let's teach our kids positive energy, man. Let's stop this. You know, we got to cut this off, man. And that's it, yeah. man. Peace out. Hey, 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 y'all can't forget, well, man. Y'all reach out to somebody and try to get somebody to call in on the next show, man. Oh, yeah, I for wanna, sure. I, I, I want to thank everybody that called in the show tonight, my man James. My man, uh, uh, you know, Scotty Mac, and especially my main man, who had Beaumont holding it down in, in that environment down there. My man, T-Will, the building, is there. It's the hottest hundred bars in the, in, in the country. I want to thank the man above, first and foremost, for, you know, blessing us to do what it is that we do and coming together and trying to make this thing happen. Mom, I want to give you another shout-out. You know what I'm saying? It's your birthday yesterday. You would have been 90 years old. God bless you. Thank you for giving me some brains. Caring enough to kick my ass when I needed to keep me in line. Really appreciate that, and I use it now. And now that you have passed with me, I pass on to your grandchildren. So I appreciate you for being there for that. And everybody out there that's listening in on, on the show and has been listening in, this has been Fawcy TV. What's popping? F52. Blurred Blue Line. We're going to run this bad boy back. If we don't run it tomorrow, we'll run it Tuesday. We'll just keep on drilling it, drilling it, drilling it, bringing more and more people in because. Everybody makes a difference. Everybody is important. You two, one, one, one. We appreciate you for listening here tonight, and uh, we appreciate everybody that's out there that cares about what's going on. And to all the officers out there and, and, and soldiers that are actually doing what it is you're supposed to be doing, you know, we thank you for what it is that you try to do. And you other ones out there that need some healing, you know what I'm saying? Radio Savior, whatever it is that you believe in, but let's get it together. Because like I said, we're we're, we're greater together than we are when we're separated. And uh, that's all I got. Fellas, until next time, this was it. We set it off. It's a beautiful thing. But drop a little naughty by nature on you. But everybody that we lost out there, this was a, a joint idea for Parkland. It applies to everybody. Y'all keep on doing what you do. God bless you. Good night. It's going to be all right. <laughs> better believe that. Here's my time of changing in the way.
for my life and all that I got. I want to praise you and drop off a message of pop. I was sitting here looking at your picture, my nigga. Putting hash with the weed with a mixture of liquor. We can't kick it, you ain't with us. It's the shit I can't figure, nigga. I miss you. There's no one going more, you tell I'm with you. It was 90 on the PE tour when we met. Damn, don't even seem like seven years past. Both roadies now homies out the hood on the scene. You did the Humpty with the U, I did the walk with the Queen. Was a dream. Smoking and drinking throughout the DM. Stealing back face passes to hit hoes and Coliseum. Found those that flip up, make them lift they shit up. Get it, then get up. Flip the chicks up, then flip up. Pick up all the dimes till our room was mine. Mel groupies got this and got the hell out of town. They was blinded when the good shine through. They were on you. Just know I'm going more you till I join you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.